Hello. Hi. Yes. We did it. We did it. Okay, we're here after some scheduling delays. David Sims. Griffin Newman. Yep. Connor Ralph's not here. I think we promised in the last episode he was going to be here. He's not no, here. That was a, we, we should have talked we, about that before. We should have talked about. He'll that. be back. He'll be back. We'll have but him back. Yeah, it's just me and me and Griffin. Yeah, past and future guests. These commentaries, we it's a it's got to be a two man job, unfortunately. It's because we're getting down and dirty. Yeah, and we don't want to. Ben can't even be here because he doesn't want to do no, this shit. We're opening up the hood. We're rolling up the sleeves. <sighs> Hosley's staying in bed. Most fans won't listen to this. I think. Although we do get a lot we of said hashtag. that last time. We get a lot of hashtag fat gungans. Part of me thinks I don't know if we can do the research to back this up. Part of me thinks that might have been our most popular episode. I've still had people in the last week or two telling me they just listened to the I commentary. do I get that too. I, I do like it'll pop up in my feed like I just finally finished the commentary episode. I think people like the novelty of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know people who watched it with the movie and I know people who watched uh, who just listened to it. Um this is uh, Attack of the Podcast. Of course. Right. Griffin and did present Attack of the Podcast. We're, we're doing a commentary for episode two. This is the official season finale. Yeah. This is the bonus Jonas. Yeah. Christmas special. Yep. We're we're wrapping it up. This is the last time we're going to fucking watch this movie ever again. And then we get ep three, bro. Yeah, we can talk about that. Avenger the Sith. Okay. I just so, found it in my collection. I, I I just hadn't noticed it before. Yeah. I thought it was a bonus. Tip. I thought it was special features. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was special So features. we're watching the Blu-ray. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've gone past, and then we made the mistake last time of watching the 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment right. logo. Not this time, my friend. Right. Which is not part of the actual time code. That's right. a separate... It's not part of the time yeah. code. So we're yeah. going to sync up starting with second one of... The movie. Itself. Yes. So now we want... had we had a little trouble getting it, so we might be one beat behind on the Fox ah, drum roll. That's okay. But just stick with us. Okay, David, are you ready? We're gonna press. Is it this button? Press play. So get ready to press play. I'm ready. Ready? Yep. Do it. Yeah. Press play. Oh, okay. You don't want to give me a countdown. Three. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In episode three, episode two, episode one. Okay, that didn't work. Okay, it didn't what? work. So everyone, false alarm, rewind. Oh my god! All right, there we go. There we go. Okay, right, so now we're go. starting. Verify a second or two is probably fine. But sync up with my singing. Judging the judge. I just keep thinking about the movies we're gonna do when we don't have Star Wars to do anymore. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's we have so many thing. things. In- good thing there are only three Star Wars. Okay, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> not even funny. It's I'm so also eating pizza. David's eating pizza. We agree. This is always exciting. Yeah, and it's always it's cool that they did it again. It's, so it's cool. like it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like continuity between sequels. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've argued that one of the big problems with Attack of the Clones is that it, it, it a lot of ways <laughs> does not have a lot of continuity. <laughs> no, I mean Chase Mitchell, our last guest, didn't even know it was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Chase is being cute with us. Yeah, Chase is a cute one. Possibly our cutest guy. <laughs> He's our cutest is that right? I'm, I'm, I'm going through the guy. He's very, very Chase cute. Chase is, is a cutie patootie. We've only had cute guests. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you know, like... Rachel. Uh, Ra- uh, Lang's so a real cute. cutie pie. Oh my god. A real She's cutie so pie. fucking cute. Um, uh, J- JD's a cute drink of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little more, you know, something, you know, it's sort of 
still waters run deep with him. Oh, you know? yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're not talking over the really bold Senator Amidala, army of the Republic, the the of the Galactic Senate, creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. God, I wish they over, they played up the overwhelmed thing. I want to see the beleaguered Jedi movie. Well, I want to see like 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 Glengarry Glen Ross. So they're all in the right, office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's God, raining outside. We gotta bring, in, we gotta bring in ten more younglings <laughs> yeah. this month. They're so overwhelmed. Um, well, they do kind of try to mention it as like you know Mace Windu and uh, Yoda being like ah. Yeah, but not to beat the no, same I know. drum over and over again. But it's like you know the classic like show don't tell thing. Mm-hmm. Like these movies, they tell you things. They never show you through action. It's very true. These characters going through emotional crises. I want to start. You with- just hear them say plaintively, like, "Look at these dorks. These guys are so dorky." All right, so I want to say, yeah. Um, to start off. Um, remember we talked about it once before, but one of our listeners made a silent edit of the first yeah, like twenty. So good. I have watched it like ten times yeah. and shown it to all of my friends, and it- all my friends are like, "Whoa, this is cool." Yeah. And I feel like I didn't give him enough of a shout out the first because you asked me about it and I hadn't watched all of it yet because yeah. he just shown it to us. I just that was the he should do the whole movie. He should do the whole movie because he, he obviously he's made some serious edits in yeah. that and um like if he could get this movie down to like an hour twenty yeah silent no yeah. dialogue I think it'd be great limited title cards limited title cards that are mostly yeah. kind of cute but it's like only only the things that cannot be conveyed through action mm-hmm. the the performances are um I mean, the, weirdly, we talked about this. The performances work better silently. Oh yeah, so much, so much better. And and they're everything's so overstated because everyone's so uncomfortable that they all read physically better than they read emotionally. You know? Yeah. And then, yeah. And right. And they've got such elaborate costumes and looks. Um, but the design looks better. I hate this sequence. It's so sterile. Oh, it's um, worse. But but I would argue. I mean, with all the stuff JD was talking about. Um, Man, that was an episode that when we were recording, and I was like, "Is this boring?" Like JD's talking a lot, it but it's kind of fun one. to listen yeah. back to. It's not our best one. I've gotten a lot of really strong. No, no, no. It, I think one. it's yeah. just interesting to have him very clearly lay out, like, you know, why you think this looks weird. Yeah. You're right, and yeah. here's why. And JD just f- fucking knows everything. Yeah, well, he does. JD is amazing. JD's you can crazy. Kind of he's ask him uh, any computer. subject, and he's <laughs> he just. But then again, yeah. he was like texting us at one in the morning, telling us to watch The Bachelor. Like <laughs> he has his weird sort of like sinkholes where he's like, "Don't you get this?" Is fascinating, yeah. and we're, I'm just like, yeah, I guess so. But JD there's does a lot have of a group stuff. text with us where he sometimes shares insane opinions. He <laughs> does. <laughs> and like, he talks about it like he's saying, like, you gotta watch like The Americans or True Detective. You know, he's saying it like it's well, yeah. Well, and it's like it, there's such a white gulf because the things that JD recommends are either like, <laughs> like very very highbrow mm-hmm. or very obscure. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like deep cut, like trauma, yeah. or like or, Mondo cult movies. It's like you need to see, or like very obscure kind of like highbrow Eastern European art films, or or it's like, like the Ernest movies. <laughs> loves the like, Ernest, or basically like yeah. kind of like children's entertainment of his lifetime that does not have like a mass market sheen to it, but has kind of a weird individuality yeah. to it. Like Ernest movies, like the Muppets and all this sort of... Uh, well, there's the other reality show he loves. Well, oh, Utopia. Utopia. Well, that was kind of an interesting... Yeah. Concept. All right. So wait, we're not talking about the movie okay, at all. We got to talk about the um, We're having Yoda, a throne meeting here. Yoda's overwhelmed. There's there's a guy who looks like Wald, our buddy from Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. He, but in a yeah. grown-up version. Kit Fisto in the background. Kit, Kit Fisto, Fisto in the background. is a great design. Great design. Wish they could have... 
had him even say a word. He's he is yeah. cool. Yeah, he kind of looks like an alien from Men in Black with yeah, like the big eyes and the tentacles. You know, he looks like he looks like the grown up version of the of baby. the baby. Yeah, that's the what I'm baby. Okay. Right, now, so this is Padme Dolezal. This all, is the infamous Padme Dolezal right? scene. Yes. Oh wait, I need to turn on the subtitles. Yeah. God, look at how look at how frizzy. Yeah, well, her it's hair. the hair being yeah. frizzy. Yeah. Her hair is like kinky as shit. The rose burn looking rose so burn. uncomfortable. Yeah. Really a disaster. Kaya Medi. His head is such a wiener. It's now, so I, funny. I always forget this, but I want to remember it. Kaya Medi, that dude, yeah. that's the voice of yes. Luke Gunray. Yeah. So we should hold him responsible. For everything. Yeah, her hair. When her hair is like this. Yeah. Okay, too many subtitles. I'm well. sorry. I'm like looking up You're how to, to do oh, it. Oh, boy. Uh, because I don't want to pause the movie by mistake. This is uh, the very opening of the movie is like you see cool spaceships and something blows up. There's an explosion. And then the most like fucking like cold fish, boring boardroom conversation, you know? Yeah. It's not that I don't like dialogue. It's just that like look at look how stilted and stayed everything is. Well, and and the thing we're noticing where it it looks like they're standing in front, not of a blue screen, but literally yeah. of a projection. Like they're lit wrong. Yeah, the rose burn is looking just in the wrong direction. Yes, in every take. Because yeah, she's been like the other fucking like second movie or something. I I listened to her episode of WTF. She had only done like independent Australian film up until this point, you know. So they're like fucking in a real house, you know, working with real actors. Look at these colors. Ugh, it's insane. And there's just like no depth. Like everything looks really flat. It's like the effect that the Wachowskis um, purposefully strove for in Speed Racer, where they mm-hmm. want to look yep. like a cartoon. Right. This looks like that by accident. We're like right here. They're in the the floating elevator and they're sitting in front of the window. There's no sense that they're moving. No, but that just looks like just a screen behind them. That doesn't look like there's a plane of glass and then behind that is a street and behind that is a building. But it's not intentional. Look at how bad his fake beard is, right? Yeah, you're right, right. It's really bad. Because you can see the soul patch is like a totally separate piece. Yeah. This was... It looks like a stage beard. He looks like a Laurence Olivier, you know, like... Yeah. We should speak about that briefly. Oh, man. Look, look at this. Look how horrible his walking Jar- is. Jar 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 does not... Now you understand why Jar Jar looks the way he does in episode one, because yeah. giving him a cloak yeah. just like, <laughs> makes him look more unrealistic. So, like, you have- I think it would have been even better, though, if Jar Jar had had to get right in the elevator and been like, I have a meeting to go to. Like, yeah. Just like to really hammer home, like, he's not in this movie, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're not going to see me again. I'm busy. I'm so busy this week. I got a full mm-hmm. docket of appointments. I just want to say hi very briefly, and then I'll be out of your hair for the next week. What's the timeline of this movie? It's about a week, right? That's a good question. If that. Right? Might be five days. <laughs> That's crazy. That's true. It's never thought about that. And Phantom Menace 2 is also like Really days, rapid. Right? Mm-hmm. Look at this. She's smiling. She's dolezaling so hard right mm-hmm. now. So is I can't weird? believe I ever fought you on that. Yeah, right? I know. You thought I was projecting. Look, yeah, I, did. I have my history of, of racial complications on this podcast. Mm-hmm. On this this podcast. guy sucks. This guy sucks. Oh, this guy's the worst. What's his name? Uh, fucking Eye Patch. What's his name? Get him in card favor. Uh, all the time. Yeah. yeah, he's a horrible card to get. <laughs> he really is. He's one of the, the least fun cards. Okay, so look, McGregor's beard is totally normal here. Right. Now so, it's real, which makes me think that that elevator scene was... Right at the start. No. Oh, you think it was at the end? They were just like, oh, we need some exposition. I think that was like yeah. year later reshoots. Mm-hmm. I think he was off filming Moulin Rouge, was clean cut. Georgie Porgy comes in as like, I need you for reshoots. I need more humor in the movie. 
Let's add some more laughers. Okay, what a dead. He's being really annoying. He's being so. Annoying. He's immediately treading all over Obi Wan's feet for no good reason. Yeah. And they had a fun light banter in the last scene, and now suddenly they're just like at each other's throats. And no one seems worried. No. This, it's crazy that this meeting is occurring like forty minutes after uh, one of her handmaidens was blown up. In front yes. Of her. Yes. Like, there's basically, like, brain matter still on her dress. That fucking moment when Jar Jar looks at the camera and smiles is insane. That is insane. Insane. I forgot that he unloads on Jar Jar. Jar Jar, who he hasn't seen in, like, six years. This isn't the kind of conversation you've had with someone, you have with someone you haven't spoken to. Why? Why? Why haven't they hung out? Jar Jar and Anakin. No, well, sure, Jar Jar and Anakin. Why not? But, like, any of them. I don't know. Because it was a bad time. They don't want to like relive that. I mean, but Jar Jar's probably calling okay. every weekend being like, ah, oh, remember? No. Okay, Zam Wessel, she's a changeling. Like all of that was removed in the Silent Cut. Yes. Yes, it was. The Silent Cut goes right to this. Yeah, which is perfect. Which is much better. And also, as much as I don't love the visuals, um, I like this better. Uh, I do I like too. the color. You know, it's it's it's, it's okay. Mm. I do too. This this set is just one of the worst sets. Uh, yes. Well, and here's here's the thing. I would say that the uh, silent cut corrects is um, I find the artificiality of it, the the creakiness of the visuals. I almost say because I like a certain heightened artificiality when done well and done consciously. Sure. But the creakiness of the visuals I find more acceptable in black and white, which is by nature a more unreal totally medium you know it feels dreamlike absolutely and um plug another podcast have you ever listened to you must remember this yes i love it mm. the best it's so good love it i'm binging on it now okay i did the manson like thing first i'm behind on manson i'm like three behind on i manson. listened to all yeah. of that and okay. then i went back to the beginning and yeah. now i'm just so now i'm yeah. i just listened to an episode about uh raquel welch yes so i'm sort of but you know the way she talks about uh, it's a great podcast hosted by Karina Longworth. Um, Excellent, please listen to it about silent movies and like <laughs> what if she gets a huge bump from yeah, this? That'd be crazy. Yeah, um, I just uh, they, yeah, they, they, it's the best. Um, you must remember this. Oh yeah, it was silent movies and you yeah. know how everyone had this makeup caked on them because the lighting was so mm-hmm. bad and like the yeah. acting had to be so over the you know yeah. You forgive a lot of stuff. You forgive a lot of it. And, and talk about this where they're all overly made up and the colors are weird. But the one thing you can say for the way this film is... They like, are really made up. Wow. It, it is very, very uh, high uh, contrast. Right. It's very contrasty in a way that benefits from black and white. I mean, look at the use of shadows here. It looks weird when there are 17,000 different colors on screen. It's also weird that it's not it so loud. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, but I'm saying when you reduce it to grayscale, those shadows oh, yeah. are actually yeah. kind of moody and effective. Uh, Chris, is that his name? I forget uh, his name. Who did the cut? Yeah, who did the cut? I think it's Chris. I forget I'm his last name. now. Um, but anyway. Go look it up. No, it's okay. Uh, it's good. It's no, I want to... We'll plug it on credits, too. He's... he's uh, Sorry, I'll look it up. Yeah, look at the sonic cut. Um, but anyway, uh, he did a great job. But he did an amazing job. One thing that annoys me plot-wise, because we should stop talking about the visuals because we've done that so much. Um, R2-D2 is a room guard. Yeah, we're in the... Uh, R2-D2 is a robot? Is that what you just said? As a room guard. Oh, is that as a Roomba? A um, room guard. Um... 
Oh, fuck. What was it? Oh, yeah. Plot wise. Uh-huh. I hate this. And I hate this in so many other things like in Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Where Anakin's like, I've been having these bad dreams. And they're like, look, it's just a dream. And it's like, well, not re- this, the logic of this world dictates that the dreams are often prophecies. Yeah. So maybe you should listen to him. And uh, it's annoying. Oh, that was a deleted scene that we forgot to talk about in the chase episode. There's Go like, ahead. In the deleted scenes, there are like two more deleted scenes where he has nightmares. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that when they he are, has the one nightmare... They're bad. They're Colin bad. M. Scott. Colin, Right, he's Colin It Quits. Yeah, on Colin It Quits on Twitter. Two L's. Yes, Colin. Colin M. Scott. Thank you so much. No you're problem. the fucking best. Yeah, oh, he's the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're the worms are climbing up. So let's keep track of all the things that are the fucking best. Colin, uh, you must remember this. Oh, so good. Running tally. Um... What I was going to say is, in this film, he's saying, I, I, I don't know, I'm having weird dreams, like at the very beginning, right? Right. And then an hour and 30 minutes later, he wakes up from a nightmare and he's like, Padme, I gotta go see my mom. And it mm-hmm. feels weird. It does. There were two deleted scenes that were cut mm-hmm. that are shitty on their own. Mm-hmm. But at least show that the dream thing is a recurring right. thing and yep. the mom thing's coming back in. So that decision seems less out of the blue. Right. Maybe they'll return to that in episode three and it won't won't be a problem there at all. Well, you just imagine George in the editing room. It's a catch-22 and it's like, okay, so these scenes this are... This movie is too long. These, the movie is too long. The final cut is too long, so... Right. You know. These scenes on their own are garbage. Right. Yeah, I true. either cut them... Every scene that is cut is so bad. Right. And make the movie less boring on a minute-to-minute basis. By cutting this, I make other developments later on less earned. Now, I should say, this is, according to you, at least at the beginning of this podcast, uh-huh. your favorite part. Like all this, the right? first thirty minutes. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like it anymore. The chase scene and the yeah, it's kind of all right. Yeah, right in here. We're going to see Sebulba as JD okay, pointed I can't out. I miss that. I know yeah, it's crazy. See. Well, because we don't care. And he's with another Potterist. Yeah, there right. Oh yeah, he's with he's with another one of them. I can't remember which yeah. one. Jedi poop. Yeah, that's insane. It's like a close. I didn't because he's isn't wearing the goggles and he's got a smart. Red he's old, from. right? Yeah, he looks yeah. he looks very dignified for yeah. for Sebulba. Jesus Christ. Sebulba. And here, I mean, really, the worst assassin. Yeah. Because, like, all she does is load the fucking worms into a, a canister. Yeah. And then call she that misses being the an shot. assassin? She's got a clear shot. Oh, yeah. Clear She's shot. Got, like a laser Sniper rifle. rifle. Yeah. I mean, what's her goal? I, may, I don't know. Maybe she hit, made the shot. I would shoot him rather than shoot the droid that she paid for. Maybe That's her own property. I see, but maybe, right, maybe she wants to destroy the evidence. That's her, yeah, I can see I that. No, I mean, I love this, by the way. Anakin's so good and maneuvers so well. And then at the last second, Obi-Wan lands in the back, like, rather yeah. than in the seat. Like, why not just have him land in the seat? They're Jedis. Yeah. Look at this. And no, that, yeah. That shot of him falling is oh. like, there's no force to it. It's no terrible. pun intended. It's clearly no, just course. like he's just being loaded. Ewan McGregor on, on a chair, holding his arms out, and they're blowing a fan on. God, it's so annoying. Okay, let's talk about that line for a second. A really, the most labored, and they're driving around. They should be screaming in each other's ears. If you spend as much time practicing your saber techniques, no, no, your uh, your, your saber, saber techniques, techniques as, as your, your wit, right. you'd be uh, you know as as great a fighter, as great a swordsman as Master Yoda, is what he said, right? Yep. 
Now, to your point about they should be yelling right here, they said in one of the behind-the-scenes documentaries that they uh, had to ADR all this dialogue because they had so many fans. Right. Makes sense. Sh- shooting yep. at Christensen and McGregor to right. make it Give look the like the wind was blowing through their head. Right. So all this dialogue was ADR, so it'd be so easy for them to, in post, go, hey, remember how it was really loud when we were filming and we couldn't hear you? Right. Speak at that volume. Yeah, have them shout. And instead, they're just like, well, you know, I heard that. <laughs> All right, so you but, it. but do you have a problem with that line? Yes, Apart I do. From that it's horrible. Yeah, well, it's a terrible piece of writing. <laughs> yes. But beyond that, and it's beyond like any language. No one speaks like that. No one. No one yeah. speaks like that. Be- beyond that, that line implies yep. if you spend as much time practicing your saber technique as your as you do your wit. Right. It implies that he's much, funny. Implies that he's funny, <laughs> which is really outrageous. Not not just like oh you're a little funny. <laughs> implies that he's so funny that if he committed to practicing his lightsaber technique in the same way he sits down and cracks jokes, mm-hmm. he goes to open mics and he just fucking grinds. What and he works. does? What do you think open mics are like in the car son? That uh, so here's uh, I, I don't know. This is like a kernel of idea. I don't know what I got here yet. <laughs> you know when you got like a Jedi master and he's riding your ass real hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I, I don't know what am I supposed to do uh, you know I uh, fucking uh, you know uh, uh, f- force myself to work harder I don't I, that's not something I, there's something there I don't have it yet I'm just trying to work on my wit as hard as I do my lightsaber technique that, that's interesting I hadn't noticed that line Anakin said before well it's a short that was very funny no no the thing where he's like look I don't want this guy to die like we should, uh, we should, uh, I want to find out what he's about. Like, it's a, he's being smart. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I hate this. I hate, I hate her. Is she going to do the thing where she changes her face for no it's reason? coming up. Changeling. No, no, not just yet. I think it's when they're on. It is at a totally random moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally random. Sneezing. <laughs> it's like, it's just an involuntary uh, thing. He's going to do the thing now. That was some shortcut, Anakin. It's really annoying that they're saying he as well, yeah. even though you get obviously they don't know who it is yet. Come on, but she presents as female, and like even from you a know, distance. Like, do we need to like carry that into the Star Wars universe? This like, oh, it's an assassin. It must be a guy. Well, and it feels like they're doing that as a setup for a joke to be like he's a she. Oh yeah, right. Which they do do, and then he's like, and she's double take a changeling. Yeah. But, but is it that surprising, A? Should we not? I mean, David, in their defense, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, that's far true. away. Well, that's not a good defense. Just because they have that one piece of text. This is very clearly the future. It's a period piece. <laughs> um, um, it's a foreign film. And it's a I think she's piece. about to do it. Ah, fuck, when does she do it? I kind of like the noise, the Ben Burt noise of the sort of wail. The noises the are so good. Yeah, yeah, that, that thing. There right, she goes. There it is. She looks over her shoulder and just changes. For it's no basically reason. like, yeah, if she puts her head over her no, right shoulder. She does it again yeah, and well, it didn't happen. There's no rhyme or reason for why it happens in that one moment. And so this is the first life. <laughs> That's fun when he's just knocking <laughs> around. Yeah. Everyone catches it, puts it in the seat. That's a bad place to put it. It's just like on the seat. He just You're puts in a it on the seat car. in a, in a convertible. Fly out again. Yeah. Put it in the glove compartment or something. It's also annoying that Anakin's like, look, I don't want this lady to fry. Like, let's find out what she knows. So I'm going to jump on her car and yeah. swing a lightsaber wildly through the sunroof. <laughs> That'll work. You know what else is annoying? This whole movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie is pretty annoying. It's just a. The movie has a lot riding on introducing. 
introducing you to Anakin. God, that looked really bad. This shit looked really bad. That looked really That looked like the PlayStation game Wipeout. <laughs> Remember that game? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, you know, the movie's like, it's giving you Anakin. This is a whole new character, basically. Like, yes. it's got a lot going on. It's a really, it's right off to the worst foot. Yeah, it is. It is a whole new character. If you're seeing it, I mean, there's a big difference between who someone is when they're 19 and who someone is when they're like eight. Of course, right? And who someone is when they're a slave, and who someone is when they're a fucking Jedi, and, and two wildly different actors. Mm-hmm. You can't presume audience empathy. No. Already, I think it's dangerous for sequels to walk and just go, "Well, you love these characters, so you love them still." Yeah. Like, you do have to do a little, a little like lifting to realign yeah. your audience with your characters in a sequel. Let alone a character that's changed this much from the last time we saw him. There's nothing in common with the little boy we saw and um, hated in the last film. That's true. Uh, did you see that uh, fake beard again? Yep. Right? Um, it looks like straw. Is he says she went in there and he says he went in there to hide. Obi-Wan like won't drop this. And not to like... Mm. Not to be this binary... But she looks like a lady, even yeah. with the even with yeah. the cloak, yeah. the, oh, the mask over the veil. veil? That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, but she's like, she's got a nice, like, like, like tight little, tight all right, little all lady right, body. All right, all right. Just wearing purple. It's good. Tight little. All right. So the, some pod of the sports we've got there. pod racing. We've got some like weird soccer. Like, soccer on wheels. And yeah. Some sort of like Olympic with like trolls, like sort of Olympic sprinting. <laughs> Olympic trolls. <laughs> weird amount of humans in this bar. But like humans that all are dressed in kind of like an alternative way. Right. Because right. we've seen like what the standard fashion is on Coruscant. And we're supposed to believe that like, okay, we're in Midtown, like Coruscant. Right. Uh, they spent a ton of time on this hey, ship. Ahmed yeah, Beck. there was Ahmed Beck. And here's... um. Elon Sleesbagenau. I don't want to say that, Steve. Oh, God, what a good performance. Best supporting actor. I really don't know what you're talking about. Uh, did you watch that supercut that the guy did where it was like all the different characters at the bar? It went viral this week. Nope. This guy took like... What do you mean like in many movies throughout? Yeah, he took like 20 different movies where there's a key scene in a bar and cut them together to make it look like it's all the same characters in the same bar. But he weirdly That's a cool idea. used this as the like spine of it. Hmm. So it starts with them walking in here. The idea is the bar scenes are shot kind of similarly and often have a similar color palette to this, which is like, you know, heavy reds mm-hmm. and purples. And so they use like this, Saturday Night Fever, Scarface, Carlito's Way, uh, the first Terminator when he goes into the Technoir Club. Um, it's, it's a really, really uh, sharp piece of editing. And it's interesting. It makes you think about film construction. Because you can kind of like, it's all about having Anakin look off in one direction, which in this and movie is make to look eye at Sam someone, right. right. And if they cut back to the Terminator looking, it feels like they're in the same scene. No, I get it. You adjust the color just a little bit. Kind of any two movies can be the same movie. And now back to a changeling. Um, but the point is, like, every other movie they use in that is a movie that's not only like was successful but is like kind of beloved mm-hmm. and iconic and, then and specifically two. the bar scene was iconic right and most people who don't host a podcast about attack the clones i think would be hard pressed to remember that there was a bar scene in attack of the clones i mean i feel like that you'll be the death of me line some people i don't know yeah 
Here we are in the Jedi Council. All right, and there are little poop chairs, can, toilet chairs. Let's see who we can notice. Blue Clune and Kakarot Chase. Uh, Who's the, that guy? The Robbie Shankar guy. Yeah, I don't know who he is. He's like the yogi. Um, Who's that pterodactyl guy? God, I don't know. He's got a dumb name. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I knew all these people. I did earlier say that I, I could name probably any background character. No, some film, of them are. But some of them, I've looked all of them up. Uh, I think in Phantom Menace we could. Phantom Menace, I think so, yeah. Uh, that's Yoda. I know that character's name. That's Yoda. Uh, it's Yoda sitting on the toilet chair. Yep. I forgot that Coyote Mundi has a, a ponytail. He has a ponytail and he has some cowboy boots. But it doesn't look like he has like roots on the rest of his head. Like it's it doesn't true. look like hair. It just it grows out of the ponytail spot on his head. Yeah, but like on the back of the tip of his penis head. God. Ian McDermott is really good in this. He is. I just wish there was more of him. He kind of gets like the same amount of screen time is devoted to him and Count Dooku combined. Yes. And so he only, he's only really here at the beginning, right? This is his last scene. Yeah. No, that's them, not true. He has like a scene in the Senate. Yes. The two of them are doing the same kind of thing. They're bringing the right level of like um, uh, theatricality. Yes, absolutely. Like, Tongue-in-cheek sort of like... Um, oh, this set is so horrible. It's just it's poorly designed. And then this set is horrible. See, look, and that looks like three, a matte painting. Yeah, well, those three people in the foreground who are just there talking were clearly shot at a completely different time. Like, it just feels like they copy-pasted them into the corner, which you know is what they did. I'm trying to remember if this, like, but this, see, I like that it's a matte painting behind, kind of. But uh, it doesn't work with yeah, this the way foreground. Pings, yeah. The way map paintings usually work is they build the set out to a degree. Yes, right. And then the map painting continues it yes, from there. Of course. If it's all fucking map painting, it just looks like someone's standing in front of a painting. Um, yeah. Well, it's the problem that, that we just noticed before. We really need to stop harping on it because they get it. Yeah. And JD, it just looks, and we'll never put it any better than JD yeah. did. That's the, I like I, that, I've lost that touch that, with their yeah, yeah, putting, they're in, they're the putting in a new window. That's pretty I've cool. I've never seen that before. I never noticed that before. Rather, I've seen this movie. So he's 45. representative Binks. Sometimes I so, come senator, though, right? Or does he only become senator once Amidala's on leave? I don't fucking know. Yeah, Churcher, Churcher, uh, how do I put this? Uh, I don't want to hold you up, but um, maybe. Churcher, I already regret my decision. Yeah. No, representative Binks makes more sense because we brought this up. She's the senator of Naboo. Yep. He also lives in Naboo. Sure. He just lives in a different part of Naboo. He does. He it's represents like, different race. It's like if de Blasio was the mayor of New York and I deem myself the mayor of Little Italy. <laughs> you know? It's like, you don't live in Little Italy. No, but I could run. Sure. Hillary didn't live in New York. She was our senator. Are you mad about that? Yeah, furious. Still. To this day. Yeah. Uh, Carpetbagger. I live in a place. Um, I really hate this piece of luggage on the bed. Dumb. It looks um, like sharper image Brookstone yeah, shit. It doesn't it, it, actually it look doesn't, like future luggage. Yes, it doesn't look futuristic at all. What she's wearing is out of control stupid. He's just showing off. This is like him just like uh, like pulling his stick out for her. It's especially out of control stupid when you think that she's about to travel. Like, yeah. 
It's crazy. Like, what are you wearing? Is this like her post-shower, pre-lunch yeah. dress? Is that what it is? That metal thing she has in her hair is the equivalent of her wrapping the towel around her head. <laughs> like, look at this. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you wear when you're on an airplane? How do you dress? What's your... Oh, I try to just... Yeah, comfortably. I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I never get those people who try to dress up nice for a plane. No, I mean, I think that's that's a bygone era. You know, people would like yeah. wear suits and uh, get right. on the plane. Now, yeah, no, you want to wear like your rattiest, baggiest, yeah. like softest clothing. Right, and it's like, I'm going to feel... Because you're going to sweat into it. I yeah. so much on planes. Of course. Yeah, so it's like when I get out, I, I'm going to go back to where... I get off the plane, I'm going to get in the shower, I'm going to take off those right. clothes. exactly. I want clothes that I'm not going to It's kind of like go. going to the... Uh, barber but you know you save your best shirt for like a good day of the week yeah of course Ooh, this shirt i love this shirt i know the plane you go these are the clothes i wouldn't want to wear right. any other day yeah because yeah, yeah. you're gonna yeah. suffer the whole day it's the stuff the grease stains on what it. she's saying is makes her feel uncomfortable I, I don't know his the way he looks at her, <laughs> he's fucking leering it's the way he looks at her it's his creepy <sighs> leer eyes <laughs> dumb movie dumb movie i hate this movie. it's a bad movie <laughs> I kind of like that transport ship. Yeah, I do too. The space tram. It's kind of similar to the thing they had in uh, Age of Ultron. Isn't yeah. it crazy how Age of Ultron is just now like dead? Last time we were recording this, it had just come out. Yeah. And now everyone's just like, no. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good movie. I know. I, I think, think people need to okay. chill out. Yeah. Uh, Rose Byrne is just like, just let me please pay attention to me. Yeah. She, you know, but this is how you learn. It's how she learned. Look, she could make a mistake in clones because yeah, it's clones. Exactly. Um, it is crazy. It feels like Age of Ultron is like already sort of like swept under the rug, and it is like yep. the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. Yep. Or something. People are like dismissing yeah. it as a failure, and I feel like it is. I mean, it's a it's a disappointment that it made two hundred million dollars less than the first one. I guess so. But the first one was the the first one was the outlier movie of all time. First, yeah. Even within the Marvel right. strictures, like right. even with the movies that came after the first one, the yeah. first one is an outlier. Yeah. And it's an outlier in a similar way to Jurassic World, where people were like, huh, like, didn't think it was going to be this big a hit. Sometimes things just catch a weird wave. Yeah. I mean, and I, Age of Ultron came out the worst time because, remember, it had to compete with, like, Furious the, 7. Uh, the boxing match and Furious oh, 7. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like, there was, like, a lot of, like, uh, stuff that depressed the opening weekend. I don't know. And I know you uh, like Age of Ultron and defend it heartily, uh, but you would not contend it's as good as the first movie. No, definitely not. There's a magic to the first movie. There is. I can't deny that. And, but I also think that, like, I have a feeling we're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, Age of Ultron was actually great. Like, and maybe that was a, I don't know. We'll see. But, but in terms of why things Wait. catch a uh, flow, uh, in terms of why things catch box office fire and why they don't, you can like analyze it. But like Jurassic World is just like, it was kind of the right movie at the right time. Oh, totally. Like it's a shitty movie, but it's like, no, no, people, people wanted a dinosaur Chris movie. Pratt. They wanted a dinosaur movie. Nostalgia was at an all time high for the original. <sighs> Enough time passed to be forgot that the sequels were shitty, you know, like everyone was going into it in the right way and they'll never be able to replicate the excitement the Avengers up. We're actually putting all these characters in the same movie. And no, of course. Good. Of course. And it works. Maybe they can pull something off with three. I don't think I'll ever have the same power that no, did the probably first not. time. Probably not. I mean, I remember my, my buddy Sam would when like Avengers was in development would just constantly say, I refuse to believe that movie is being made. Yeah, I felt the same way. And it went into production, and he went, I, something's going to go wrong. They're going to shut it down. Yeah, it did feel like it was like, come on. Like, and how are you going to get all these people yeah. in? But 
the trailers were out. He said it's going to catch on fire. They're going to lose every print. The movie won't exist. Like, wait, you're you're talking over Dexter your favorite. Dexter my favorite guy. He's he's not. This analysis, Troy. It's only focus on symbols, huh? I still can't figure out what his accent is. It's so hard to place. Wisdom. It's quite a question Obi Wan poses there. Words could think none of us would be here. The back of his head, it's like he's got like uh, dreadlocks. Yeah, he's got like dreadlocks. They're like tied together with like a rubber band. Yeah, but he's got the braids on like the side. He's got like four separate dreadlocks. Don't like this. It looks bad. He's the best. (sighs) This guy's like a subulba creature, but yeah, he's a a dog. Yeah. I think uh, Dexter Jets that the design is great and the actual quality of the animation is terrible. It's really bad. It's it's PlayStation One. The design level. is fine. I it's love it. Uh, pocketbook is. <laughs> I love yeah, this mustache. I just I don't like this scene because Obi Wan is clearly not reacting to anything, and he just sort of like. I mean, that's kind of creepy when Dexter gestures like mm, pocketbook. Yes. <laughs> and Obi-Wan just kind of like thinly smiles. Yes, like. He didn't know how they were going to animate it. He didn't fucking know. Oh, God. Jocasta knew. Yeah, Jocasta knew. It's just like, Camino, I've never heard of it. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Dooku, a generous lover. What were you saying? <laughs> I just don't get how if a fucking diner owner has heard of Camino, this lady is like, no, I don't know what that is. I the word means nothing to me. So condescending. Well, I hate to say it, but if the system you're looking for isn't in our library, then it doesn't exist. She's she and states it again, it does not exist. Now she tends to this little boy. And the general library is a bit of a bummer, too. There's just no dust in this world. You know, that's the yeah. problem. There's no, like... I want grit. I want a history. I want a sense of history. Everything looks like it just opened. Yeah, everything you know? looks... Yes. Um, I have been getting a little bit back into Harry Potter because I wrote this story about Harry Potter. Okay. Can I just point out quickly that... Go ahead. The the uh, in brackets the subtitle said raspberries. Yes, yeah, for R two D two blowing a raspberry. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> it's funny. Just funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it was just like like I would never describe it as like R two D two blows a raspberry. Yeah, so he just sort of like buzzes at yeah. people. <laughs> but it's like that's his version so of raspberry. Here we go. Somebody. First okay. mention of love being foreign. Attachment is forbidden. Attachment is forbidden. But this backs up the point that I made in our last episode. Compassion, which I was defined as unconventional love, central to Jedi's life, is forbidden. The point I made was... He's saying it's not forbidden. He's saying compassion is allowed. Right. 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 So you're allowed to... You're allowed to fuck around. You're allowed to get nasty. That's what you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, I think that's what he means when he sort of says, attachment is forbidden, and then kind of smiles at her like, might as well be saying, like, look, no strings attached. Yeah. He's he's giving a preview of what Mormon's got coming up in her career. God. It just looks like shit. But that's my point. Sex is not forbidden for the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. We must not presume that Jedi's are virgins. How could how could sex be disallowed when it's an alien galaxy? You know, there must be species that like need sex to live or whatever. Oh yeah, and we also all know that Blue Clune's a fucking horn dog. <laughs> that guy like I can stop sticking his yeah. cockroach dick <laughs> in anything that moves. Um 
this scene is weird. Love it. You like this scene? Yeah. It's, you, it's interesting. Did you watch the behind the scenes thing about this? No, I don't uh, think so. The reason why a couple of the kids are CGI, as if they have to come with is, is it because George Lucas just thought they were too ugly? Uh, no, it's because he wanted alien kids, but they didn't want to make the kids sit in the makeup. Yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah. that, that makes sense for such a small scene. Yeah, but I just love that she was like, you know, unfortunately, we had to do all this digital effects for this sequence because the kids couldn't sit in the makeup chair. It's like, oh, God, that must have irked George so much to have to do these digital effects. <laughs> he really hates that. Oh, uh, I bet you're pulling out his teeth telling him, George, you're going to have to go digital. <laughs> Gravity's silhouette remains. What, what are you talking about, Yoda? I like... You think that's a stoppered line? <laughs> Gravity's silhouette it's remains. It's sort of an interesting line, but like... It's not represented here. It's just a bunch of lights, and he's just kind of jabbing his finger at whatever. Yeah. Did I tell you I used to have an uh, action figure of uh, the little Jedi kids? No. It was a pack. We haven't done toys. Yeah, because, you know, I, and I, I did more research to back this up. There was, like, a big thing about how much they scaled back the merchandising for Attack of the Clones because they overproduced for Phantom. Did, did they pump it back? Well, like, will there be toy stuff for Revenge of the Sith? Yes, they pumped it way back up. Yeah, it makes sense. I think we're going to have a good merchandise spotlight. this movie... Because it didn't make as much money. No. Yeah, they were just like, let's just lay low with this one. You this know? one, they were just trying to get by. Yeah. Yeah, they were this trying to... This is the middle one. It doesn't really have a beginning or an end. It's not that good, let's be honest. This was sophomore year. Yeah. This is just get through it. Next year is going to be hard. Yeah, and then they Senior were just... Senior year is going to be a breeze. Yeah, we got it. We don't worry. Freshman year is introductory. Yoda's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, great. I'll meditate on that. Meditate on what? On the Med fact that someone deleted some shit from yeah. the Jedi? They don't think I need meditation. You yeah. just hire a guy. Yeah. Look into it. <laughs> they have private investigators in this world. This is Naboo. Um... Yeah, but I had a little action figure set that was Yoda on the floating chair and then the little Jedi boy. I just thought the Jedi kids were... Of course, because you want to be a Jedi kid. I want to be a little Jedi kid. Well, Jesus, Padme. I'm not sure I was ready to be the queen of a planet. How are levels? It seemed fine. Yeah. It's hard to know. Uh, can I have a slice of pizza? Is oh, yeah, pizza of course. Works? Yeah. Ah. There you, you go. Sir. Um, yep. Just yeah. You just yeah. You'll be good. Yeah, I'll be fine. Um, yeah. We're in my bedroom right now, where the magic happens. Ah. Eating pizza, watching clones, watching some clones. God, I'm gonna have to watch the third one, but not next week, right? Next week we're doing Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, we should announce that right here. Yeah, let's just announce that. Next week that. we're doing the Podcastic Two. Yeah, that's right. That's your name for it. <laughs> yeah. So am I going to have to watch every Fantastic Four movie? I don't know if we have to watch the Corman one is on YouTube. Have you seen it before? Uh, I don't know if I've ever sat through the entire thing. I've, I've seen sat lots the entire of it thing. I think it's worth watching. I don't um, know if I'm going to rewatch all of them. I have a lot of thoughts prepared. I want. I think you should rewatch the Tim Story ones though, because I think I'll do there's it. a lot of interesting. I'll do it then. Yeah. Even okay. though they're bad. Yeah, let's save our thoughts. Let's not even talk about them here, though, because... I, I, I mean, mostly inspired by you finally saw the Trank I, I don't want to tell you anything about what I thought. But you can't have liked it, can you? No, but I, yeah. my thoughts are complex. Uh -huh. We're doing the podcastic, too. We're talking about the entire failed history yep. of representing those characters on screen. This is... That is a bitch move where she shuts him down. She's like, oh, he's not Jedi. Oh. He's a Padawan learner. 
apprentice, right? He's an apprentice. He's not a Padawan anymore. He's an apprentice. He's a Padawan. Are you a Padawan until you're Jedi? I thought it was you're a young. Padawan. You're a youngling first, then okay. you're a Padawan. Okay. And the Padawans have the braids. Maybe the younglings are always Padawans. Yeah. Well, if you have the braid, you're a Padawan. Okay. I'm pretty. You know. So Padawan is just anything on the path to becoming a Jedi. That's the umbrella term that contains youngling. I think so. Apprentice. Yeah. And then or knight, I think. This is a cool ship. I do like that thing that like there's the ring that has the extra thrust. I guess so. And why does he it leave? bothers why me from a logic perspective? Yeah. yeah. And he's just easy to just come back, pick it up later? I don't know. And this droid's a basic bitch. Let's let's acknowledge mm. it. Oh What's my this God. guy's name? R five? I think it's R four. Piece of shit. So lame. Right. All right, so here he's he's got a smart red paint job, but other than that. Landing on Camino. Okay. Another thing like Coruscant, it's traffic and Camino it's rain. It's the There's rain. All plan. This background, yeah. There's all this background detail. Yeah, Coruscant's the traffic planet. Where it's like, see? Like, look at this landscape we built. But it's like, well, okay, but it really it's like two things. It's the background planet and then the boring set. I also choose your battles wisely. See, I gotta I know I keep on harping on this. I think these creatures look really good. I think these hold up. I think that's decent character animation. I'm just so infuriated by the fact that he walks in a door. Uh-huh. One door. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, the leader of the planet is in this next room. And this like inquisitive just walks in and goes, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, you're expected. Oh, and he, and no he's not it. like, oh good. He's like what? Like, he just landed on a platform on a planet. She says, we've been waiting for you. It's not like there was an appointment for this day at this time that Quincy walked in set. on. What a set. It's not a set. This is and McGregor just standing in a bathroom and then they just <laughs> painted a thing around him. Lamasu. You see, I think even the mouth movements on these are better than like any of the other digital creatures. No, no, I think they're nicely designed. And I like the texture of the skin. I think it actually holds up. I love how Obi-Wan is supposed to play it cool and kind of listen right now, but barely. He's like, uh, okay. Um, (laughs) He's not really. Again with this fucking Sifo DS guy. And yeah, he can't. Okay, also this thing where he's like, isn't he still in... Do they not have, like, Google? <laughs> like, he, they can't look up, like, who's on the Jedi Council these days? Here's a really good question. Does the planet Camino know that other planets don't know that Camino exists anymore? <laughs> Are they just like, we really like, no one's stopping by anymore? You know, clone business has been dead, except for that one contract we got to provide an army for the entire galaxy. Thank God that came up. Imagine being the head of the Camino Tourist Board, <laughs> Tourism Board, and just being like, I don't know what to tell. We're, we're putting ads out there. No one's coming. We built a new Ramada. <laughs> well, that's a good question, though. Is it that has Kamina been deleted from the Jedi archives? Is the Jedi archive like the archive everyone uses? Definitive. Or if he goes to like, you know, the Trade Federation archive, yeah. and they're like, Kamina's right here. Yeah. Or like, you know. Yeah. And like, that's a really, great question. Does no one just think like, hey, you know, progress is going on the clones. Great. Give yeah. a year. Why don't you give Cypher Diaz a call? Just tell him everything's Look good. Look at this shot. This is a shot with no digital effects. Look how nice it looks. It looks great. Right, this like real or shit. Nibu. Water, it's wonderful. The light reflects off of it. Um, this is some estate in Italy or Sardinia yeah. or whatever, whatever the fuck. Um, what was I about to say about Kamina? Oh, not to diminish my main man Dexter Jetster, 
But if he knows about Camino, then fucking other people know That's about. That's what Camino. I'm saying. Word gets around. Like, yeah. Oh, Camino. Yeah, it's a planet. It's by the something maze, Rishi Maze. Mm-hmm. They make clones. They're cloners. Okay. Hey, Jacosta, have you heard of Camino? No, it doesn't exist. It must not exist. No, have you heard this, of Bank? This is the sand. Have you heard of New York? Yes, it's uh, down the east coast. They're they're bankers there. They make bank. Can you imagine an entire you're, region? You're, you're, you're missing the sand sequence. That's yes. smooth. I'm touching your hand. I've seen it so many times. This is the joke I like. Turn up the volume. This is the joke I like. Johnny Williams. We're looking at each other, looking longingly. Sand, it's rough and smooth, not like you. It's just like, I don't I mean, I guess she moisturizes they really, a lot, they but really there are rough parts this. of the human body. No, 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 no. Judging the judge. We're judging the judge. Uh, swells. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> and there's like the wreck. Yeah. There's a whole scratch. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. We know, we know Padme was up to no good with uh, Pablo the painter. Or whatever, we know that, right? Yep. So she's had a deep dick in <laughs> as, as as my friend Pilot often says when uh, you're going on a date, she's like, "You better get some deep dick in." She's had an order of the prosciutto, yeah. <laughs> the braggio. <laughs> anyway, so like, <laughs> like clearly the implication because they get they get going fast. They yeah. take one train ride together. Basically, yeah. they arrive in this thing. They haven't even like. Taking a shower yet, and Anakin's macking on her. Yeah. So obviously, Anakin is horny as hell, right? He's hanging out with Obi Wan. He doesn't know when he can jerk off. Like it's bad news, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But he's. I'm wondering if Padme. This is like, like a very Griffin tangent for you to be going on. I'm liking this. Goal. Well, like, so is Padme similarly kind of, you know, like it's been a while. Wound I really want to oh. jump this guy's bones. You know, he's really cute. Like, do you think that's what the implication of that? Because they really just get to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, sand, it's coarse, he grabs her back, well, and then they're, kaboom. They're, you know, it's the young, dumb, and full of cum stereotype. Right. I mean, at that age, at that level of power, that level of responsibility, you want to have fucking fun. And we talked about so rarely are either of them around people of their own age. Mm-hmm. You know? And species. And, and let it be said, they're both very, very beautiful humans. Very pretty. Very, very pretty very people. Pretty. Um, but I feel so gross after I get off a plane. I don't think I'd kiss anyone right after getting off a plane. Hey, ma'am. I at least want to change my shirt. Here are the clones, by the way. Here are the clones. There are those fucking clones. So we saw little Joshua Logan. Is that his name? Is that the boy? Yeah. As Boba. Uh-huh. And then we see, like, grown-up Django eating There's a dinner. Middle There's three different actors. No, I, I, I don't think that's Samara Morrison. I think it's Samara Morrison the meal. Times. He looks yeah. a lot younger. Well, I don't look it. let me look it up. And then there's this crazy shot. We're like, it's just, I, I can't buy it. It's this big thing that show want, and the movie wants you to sign on for, which is like someone has just built an army capable of fighting a galactic war and no one has noticed. Can I say something? Yeah. This, I don't know how here they are Niagara Falls. any army is if every member of that army has never left a single room. And has no life experience. And is you know? the same. Is the same. <laughs> you kind of want diversity, and you know, well, like, like if you're making tough decisions in the battlefield, right? Who you are as a person, your sense of morality, your sense of integrity. These things are important. All these people have just been in a cafeteria with a thousand <laughs> other versions of themselves. Do you think they make out? Do I think they make out with each other? They have to, right? Right. What else can you do? 
maybe that's just maybe that's just not what's, in there. What's this, so one out of every ten people are homosexual. If you believe in a binary, yeah, yeah, black yeah, and yeah. white, yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. sexual identity. But you you have to imagine there are at least like yeah a thousand gay more than a thousand thousands. But unless maybe because they are genetically modified, maybe they're just modified to like not think about that, which I find offensive. Yeah, if I can say that, and creepy. Yeah. Okay, this scene... Oh, is it when he tells her that he wants to be Hitler? Where he tells her he wants to be Hitler. She looks great. She looks She really looks good. phenomenal. He looks fine, too, but she looks... But he looks suntanny. Admit it. He looks like yeah, he had to yeah, cover yeah, up yeah, his suntan. Yeah, yeah. She looks... She's got this headband on. She looks like a little 60s flower child. She's got these, like, you know, clementine uh, nets on her hair. She has the best placed birthmarks. Oh, she is. She's a very, very pretty person, Natalie Portman. She does have like an intense smile, mm-hmm. a big toothy smile. I like it. You like it? Yeah. I like toothy smiles. Hasn't been much Natalie Portman in the cinema recently, has there? No, she's been laying low. Just her Marvel commitments. Does she have something big? Well, she's only two of those. Yeah, no, no, but like since Black Swan. She's she hasn't done. Up. She well, she's doing. She's doing a. Uh, well, she's got that Jane got a gun thing, which like wait, has been in right. development hell forever. That's probably a future episode. And of she the was podcast. a producer on that. Yeah. So I think that tied her up for a couple of years. She had a baby, so she took some time off to raise I her am, child. I know. She's doing a uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie uh, with yes. Heller, yep. which should be phenomenal. I hope that happens. I think it's happening. I think they're doing it for HBO. I think they have. The commitment and everything. You're right. It's not called on the basis of sex. Yeah, but that's an HBO thing. Yeah, right. Okay. But I think that's definitely happening. Uh, she's in the new Malik movie, right? Which is supposedly coming out this year. And which was shot like five years ago. I say with a mouth. And she directed a movie called A Tale of Love and Darkness that is uh, based on the memoir of Amos Oz, who's a great person. Interesting. I embrace Amos Oz. He's a like a longtime uh, Israeli uh, person who's in favor of the Palestinian, like in favor of two-state solution. He's great. He's okay. great. Um, so that's interesting. We just missed Django riding on a dragon. Cool. Yeah, since Black Swan, it's just No Strings Attached, Your Highness, and the two Thor movies. Oh, wow. And I assume Your Highness and No Strings Attached were shot before or around mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. I mean, Your Highness, I think, was pushed back for a while. But yeah, she's going to be in the next Terrence Malick movie. Which you is know, a while ago. Yeah. Which is like about the music scene in Texas, mm-hmm. which that could be crazy. Right, that's not Night of Cups. That's Restless. no. I, that's a name for it. it. Doesn't it's not officially named. Untitled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then she's in some movie called Planetarium, which I don't know what this is. And she's in Jane Got a Gun, and supposedly she's going to do a Jackie Kennedy movie, which she's, she's visually suited for. But uh, I don't know. So this is the Obi Wan Django. <laughs> That's a great cut to Boba Fett, like with like a sort of ooh, ooh, like looking from side to side. Here's Recently, the here's the thing I'll throw out: not to just keep on harping on these same things, right? But like, if you're composing a shot. Once you decide what sort of size shot you want, we're talking especially like dialogue scenes like this, where you're doing shot reverse shot, whatever. Yeah. You find the actors, you block the scene based on how they want to play it, you know? Mm -hmm. Then you look around the environment and you find the right frames using the lines of the space around them. Of course. Right? So what are the lines? Where are the windows? What makes a compelling shot? What's a compelling frame line? You know, all this sort of stuff. You look at the shots where there are actual physical backgrounds for them to frame with. 
and they look so much better than the shots where they're in front of a green screen that are close up. Yeah. Because they don't, they're framing off of fucking nothing. Yeah, I know. So they're just like, no, you're okay, right. Just put the guy in at three you're, quarters you're, to the left. You're right. You're and right. Put a bunch of green over his shoulder, and then later they paint in something. You Anytime know? anyone's standing in front of a window, it looks horrible. It looks and like so right bad. there when he's just like standing in front of a wall, it's like that's a normal shot. That's a normal shot in a movie. What a shitty room, too. It's the worst. All I really asked for is a room. Even for this movie, I hate this scene yeah. from a visual perspective. I hate his room. I no, hate the lack of character in it. I hate that they're giving him such a bad deal. Yeah, it's a shitty like, deal. He, asked for he could get a son. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but okay, if he paid very handsome, he's got a son. You should have a better no. place to raise a son. And this is a dinner scene. Oh, the magic pair. Like, what kind of shit dinner is this? There's been one pair has been served. Oh, we, uh, Anakin doesn't have a pair. <laughs> is that the whole first course? One of you gets to eat? Is that the custom on Naboo? And they have these weird wine glasses with like metal stems. She's wearing like a Cyclops visor on her forehead. Okay, I like this detail. Watch the physics of the pair going onto the fork. Barely touches, and then in her mouth, barely takes a bite. <laughs> it's true. It, like, I didn't realize. I, I I remember the first one, but I forgot that like she she just sort of opens her mouth and like a piece sort of that floats piece. into it. But you don't even. It's not even like the piece attaches. Suddenly, yeah. just, there's a bite. Yeah, yeah, pair. yeah. They just like took the eraser icon in Photoshop and removed part of the pair. Look at what she's wearing. This is just her loungewear. This, this is no, no. A I think this night. is her first date outfit. Cyclops visor. Halter top, like this is you know, he's in agony. I'm in agony. <laughs> he's really not. Look at this. <laughs> you just don't buy it at all. And also, like, does Obi Wan is he an idiot? <laughs> did he not pick up on like allow this to yeah, happen? Like, you know what? Actually, Anakin, why don't you come with me to check out Jango Fett, and we're gonna get another Jedi. Yeah, you, you know what we should have look over Padme. Literally anyone, anyone else. else. Anyone, anyone else. else? Because you know, I I have the Force, mm -hmm. and also you won't shut up about it anyway. Yeah. So I know that you are totally in love with this woman. Yeah. You, you know what else? Like, if Anakin can feel the disturbance of his mom in pain. Obi-Wan can certainly feel the amount of quote-unquote agony. Yeah, the boner. Would just fucking call up Yoda and go, I don't care who it is, send Kit Fisto, send, send Luminara send Unduli. That, yeah, well, not don't send Plukuma. Don't send because he, he yeah. he's yeah. even worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, though? He'll just, you know, he'll just use her up and throw her away like he does with everyone. <laughs> this is, this scene is so late. Anything is possible, Pat. It is still mind-blowing to me that Rachel Lang, even at the tender age of 12 or whatever, in a real world was into this. This dialogue is actually worse reading it than it is listening. Yeah, we're reading the dialogue off the subtitles and stuff. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it will take us to a place we cannot yeah, go. Yeah, we get it. Jesus. Regardless of the way we feel about each other. Whoever has responded like that to someone saying, hey, I'm in agony. I'm down to fuck. No, I'm in agony. If we follow our thoughts to a, lo a logical conclusion, what? But like, I feel like yeah, can you, I just can't imagine everyone like, makes fun of this shit and they don't understand how bad it is. They don't. No one understands how bad this movie is. We're the only two who understand like, how bad this movie. Even though everyone thinks this movie is bad, yeah. they don't get how bad it they is. They haven't put in the work that we have. And they really just haven't. imagine thirteen year old Lang sitting there and like tears welling oh. up in her eyes. They're very pretty. They're very pretty. 
And I guess I think, you know, when you're that young, there's something appealing about romance reduced only to pain and drama. Right, because you don't get chemistry yet when you're that young. But just the idea of like, oh, the suffering. It's what a story. Yeah. Yeah. And they sure do talk a lot about how much they're suffering. Well, look at that pouty face of his. I feel like he might have been mostly cast off of that. Like, he does give the camera some good pout. He, oh, he gives good pout. It just doesn't... Hey, uh, he'd be a great silent film I love actor. this. I just love that. You're yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I just love this. Uh, she's like Lama Sui or whoever, Tanwi, whatever That's her name Tanwi, yeah. is. Like, okay, bye, everyone. And then in one minute, he's in like, I guess he has to make a phone call first, but yeah. he's pretty quickly in a fight, like a laser fight. Nobody comes out to yeah. check on that. Nobody seems to notice. All right, maybe not that, because he does have to do the phone call. No, but still, I mean, we were just in that building. We saw how many windows they have. <laughs> they have a lot of windows, yeah. as they should. They live on a crazy storm planet. <laughs> just sitting in a just room. That see, that chair looks like... It's weird that uh, to see... It looks very unrelaxing. No, I was going to say, it looks weird to see Windu and Yoda sitting in the same size chairs. Yeah, and in the same position. Because in the Jedi Council, their chairs are different sizes. Yeah, and different shapes. Appropriate and as they should bodies. be, of course. And here it's like, you can't tell if Yoda's chair is too big or Windu's chair is too small. What is this room? It's the like, oh yeah, we'll have a communication room. What should we have? Uh, three Ottomans. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the Jedi Council. We're not going to need... No, no, no. Three Ottomans. Nothing else. No desk, no nothing. <laughs> what, there's that concept art I told you about where it was, it was designed just a for a desk. Place yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an Ikea like desk. Just, yeah, it was just Wall Street. <laughs> uh, Come to my office. Council of our authorized this creation of a clone just, army? No. crazy. He's no, like, we didn't authorize he's like, the creation hey. of a clone <laughs> army? No. He's like, hey, it's a clone army. And they're reacting as if he's like saying nothing of note to them. Yeah. They say, bring him to us. Yeah. Blind we are at the creation of this clone army, we could not see. He's screaming. Right. He's confused. He he's in the rain. He's yelling over. He's going, the, they said we had a clone army commissioned by the Jedi. They go, no, we have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, bring him in. Uh, I guess we should talk to him. Um, okay. But here, this is that's. I do talk about this a lot. Where they're like, so. That kind of confirms what we already knew, huh? Where uh, our powers are useless. But yeah. let's not tell anyone. Yeah. Let's never bring it up ever again. Uh, and if we tell anyone else rather about than what's going like, on. You know what? Red alert. <laughs> like, clearly there is a vast enemy we should confront. And if we tell anyone else about what's going on. Our adversaries will multiply, they say. That well, it's like, it's like word exposing will spread. weakness. Yes. Yeah. And that's... that's I totally forgot about this. Like, yeah. yeah. This is the best shot in the movie. Maybe. Anakin hanging dong. It looks like he's just taking a leak on the balcony, doesn't it? It looks like he's taking a leak. I just, I like the idea that she <laughs> thinks that he's this, correctly, Yeah, annoying teenager. Right. Who has a, like an annoying crush on her. Yeah. But that he does have this like reflective side that's like in his training. Basically, he has to meditate. Yep. He has to be all serious. You had another nightmare last night. Jedi's don't have nightmares. I heard you. How did oh, she hear him the through the fucking marble now, wall? You fucking creep. <laughs> God. Yeah, those are thick walls. Those are some thick walls. Thick ass walls. Pout, pout, pout. It's pout, crazy. Pout, 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 One pout, shot looks pout. fine and then the reverse shot looks like garbage. 
Right, but it's about how much. Of course, it's about the background and about yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's That's fine fine. because everything in front of her, the real light is hitting those objects. Her her face in this whole scene right now, it looks like this was just camera blocking. Yeah, well, she it doesn't, doesn't respond like to. He's she's like, not responding. To anything. He says things like, yeah. "I had a vision of my mother. I had yeah. a nightmare. I could see her. It's a prophecy. Whatever the fuck." And she just looks at him like he's saying like scrambled eggs, right, but it just two looks sausage. Like, just go, okay, Natalie, and just look off this way. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, and just can I just hold on just one second, staring straight into the camera. <laughs> Okay, this scene is kind of cool. Django, flying, shooting, sabering, rain. Because we've never seen saber versus gunslinger, really. What what an unpleasant like week of shooting this must have been for you and McGregor, <laughs> yeah, where you're just in a green screen studio by yourself and then throwing water <laughs> on you. You know, it's very true. I hope like, it was done, well compensated. Like, like, like shoots in like extreme weather conditions, but you're with other people. Yeah, of course. And the weather conditions are extreme because you're in nature, and nature is giving that to you. Yeah. But to just be like, okay, we're gonna put you in a warm studio in Australia, and then pour a bunch of water just on you. Dump for buckets hours. of rain. You know, would you say that this film series helped or hurt his career? Because Ewan McGregor's career never quite reached what you would have thought, considering the hype of his early, you know, years. Yeah, of I, I would say it was a net zero. Do you think so? Yeah, because I think he was on a really um, interesting track as sort of an art house leading man. Yeah. And a studio character actor. Yeah. And then this made him, put him in sort of the category of like the big mainstream leading guys. Kind of. For studio films. But he was he got, never... Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. He got viewed in that line. And so there was like eight years where he was doing all the wrong things. Yeah. Because people had the oh, wrong impression of how to use him. Uh, I think he's gotten back on track a little bit in the last couple of years. Has he? Yeah. It helped him. It made him... It, it you know, greatly improved his exposure. Did it? Yeah, it did. Like, imagine if he hadn't made the Star Wars movies, yeah. but Moulin Rouge had come out. You don't think? But I don't be think he would have gotten Moulin Rouge had he not done Star Wars. It's possible. I contend. It's a fair contention. You have to think they okay. gave him the part in Moulin Rouge. I just want to do him. When everyone thought he was going to be a huge movie star because of Star Wars. So he's in Shallow Grave in 94. And I don't right. know if you've seen Shallow Grave, yes. but he's great in it. Yes. And it was sort of, he was like noticeable. Like, yes. oh, who's this handsome young man? Yeah. He bounces around indie British movies. Obviously makes Train Spotting, right. which is his big break. Double boil. He makes some stuff like The Pillow Book. And, you know, he has a supporting role in Emma and Brassed Off. Like these sort of like, yep. you know, cute but forgettable. Right. But he's like a handsome young boy. Yeah. He's in an episode of ER. I don't know if you've seen it. No. Really good episode. Oh, wow. It's centered on his character. Okay. Um, what year is that? 97. Okay. I think it's season three. Yeah, somewhere. Oh, where's he play? He like, plays this guy who holds up a convenience store when Nurse Hathaway is in it. And she's, she's which one's her hat? Margulies. Yeah. Okay. It's a good episode. It's yeah. called The Long Way Around. Okay. I'm an ER fanatic. Me. Anyway, he plays then, a petty criminal. Yeah. And then there's like he shoots someone. She has to like stabilize the person. Okay. You know, it's a, it's like a little drama. Okay. It's great. It's a, just it's great. Great episode. Yeah. Then you got uh, Life Less Ordinary. Oh the, right. Sort of the, the the final Boyle collaboration. And that one bombs. That's him and Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Right. And that was and it's heavily marketed in America. They think it's going to be that was going to be a mainstream deal. play. And it yeah. goes nowhere. Right. Uh, and you got Velvet Goldmine, which I'd say he's terrific in. Agreed. Robot Rick here on screen. Yeah, God. 
And then you have Little Voice where he's he does that too many times where he just plays the nice boy. But David, let's point out, as we know from behind the scenes featurettes, he gets cast in Star Wars 97. Yeah. So it's around that. No, I know. I know what you're saying. So, you know, by the time he's on ER, he's probably already getting ready. Not in the part in Star Wars, you yeah. know? By 98, he's filming it. By 99, it's out. So there's like... Yeah. 96 is like the end of like first era Ewan McGregor. A lot of these parts he's getting from this that point the on scene. are people like hiring him because they think they're going to get the post yeah. Phantom Menace boost. Watto. Look at Watto. God, what a sad husk of a man he's become. He misses them so much. He misses his exhibit theme. He misses his slaves. And then his beard looks good. There's some like dramatic pause. It, it's actually, nah. And his he fixes hat. the probe droid for him. Were you the one who told me this? Or did I look this up that they wanted him to have the hat in the first movie, but they couldn't get it right in time? Uh, I don't think I knew that. I like his jaunty little hat. Yeah, so that was like the hat was part of the design for the first movie, but it was too complicated. The effects yeah. weren't there for the hat. No, but it's good because then it's what's different about it. He, <laughs> he, he got a hat. He's got a little hat. He doesn't fucking know Shmi's name. Yeah. Uh, Shmi. She's not a minor uh, no more. No more. I, I sold her years ago. His nose is such a little pee-pee. <laughs> the way his nose moves. It's like a little pee-pee. It moves great. It moves great. The physics on the nose are great. And the beard is great. God, he's such a good character actor. She looks like a nun. She looks 50 years old. Anyway, back to um, Ewan McGregor. So he's in Eye of the Beholder. Right. With Ashley Judd, I believe. Right. That's, you know, in that sort of like crazy, weird subgenre of Ashley Judd sex crime movies. There's yes. like four of them, like <laughs> in like four years. What year is it? Nah, it's 99. So th- that's like, and I think that was a Fox movie. So that's definitely them being like, we got this guy. He's in Phantom Menace. That's going to be huge. Let's put him in other movies. This was an official selection at the film Venice Film Festival. That's really? crazy. Who directed, Who directed it? it? Stefan Elliott. Someone I've never heard of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And then he's in Nora, which he plays James Joyce. That got nowhere. And then Moulin Rouge, which you feel like should be the start of his. Yes. Like, you know, that's like, he's such, he's such a sweetheart in it. It's such a big performance. But it's very winning. Definitely a part he got because he was in Phantom Menace. I would contend. That's fine. In terms of like major studio financing, and that was Fox as well. I, mean, I really like him in Black Hawk Down. He's very good in Black Hawk Down. I think he's great. I'm His not accent, a huge fan of Black Hawk Down. I think he's really good. Now. I am a huge fan of Black Hawk Down, and I also think... I, I have a hard time uh, with war movies in general. Love war movies. And uh, with that much combat, I think it's an exquisitely made film. It's so good. I, I have a hard time engaging with that much combat. I think that movie... This, That's my own failing, not the failing. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, people criticize that movie for dehumanizing its villains but i think that's the point of the movie is that yeah these soldiers have absolutely no concept of like the world they're engaging in i mean that's uh, yes I, I do i mean i i'm a staunch defender of that movie anyway okay. black hawk down attack of the clones down with love he's so fabulous and down with love and it's such yep. a great movie love it um and you know so you feel like he should be like really rising to the cream of the crop but none of these movies do very they don't well. do well this that's is the problem the Moulin rouge doesn't even do that well no it was a it's more of a critical hit and like and then a dvd lifer you know like yeah. it did okay in the box office it did okay like 60 did million or something like that you know 50 you know soundtrack sales were good it came out in may it's it a lot of crash, oscar nominations but that was like seven months later that yeah. sort of rebounded its yep. opinion yep. you know yep um it's all true 
And then he's got, you know, he keeps making these really weird. Dumb Love's a big bomb. Is notable. Dumb Love's a huge bomb. bomb. Yeah. He keeps Dumb you know, Love tying into next week. Down with Love. The failure of Down with Love leads to the immediate right. shutdown of director Peyton Reed's Fantastic Four. Is that right? It was I, for some reason I thought he jumped from Fantastic Four to Down with Love. Maybe I'm wrong. No, he had Down with Love at in Fox. the can. Right. Fox had Fantastic Four. He pitched on Fantastic Four. They were high on Down with Love. They thought it was going to be a big hit. They did. Down with Love came out in like May. It was like a big summer release. Yep. Renee Zellweger was bomb. at her like her peak. Her quote unquote peak. I'm getting over a cold. Um, and he had that ready to go on the Down with Love bomb. They kicked him off of it. And two years later, the Tim Story movie came out. Yeah. Peyton Reed's Fantastic Four was going to be set in the 60s. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about this next okay. week. Yes. Anyway, what anyway, comes after that? Mixing, I just want to point out, mixing this in, he mixes in these British indie movies like Rogue Trader yeah. and Nora. He makes this movie Young Adam, which I think is a decent, uh-huh. like, little, you know. And he's got Big Fish. Another one that, like, I'm, you know, I used to be a real Oscar watcher. Yeah. Like, you know, that was in the, of the three movies that year, everyone at the start was like, this will be huge. Yeah. This is going to get a zillion Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. This is going to be Tim Burton's, like, big break. Yes. Like, as a sort of academy acclaimed type, uh-huh. you know. And Big Fish. I love that movie. I like that movie. I, I, I think adore it's underrated. That film. Uh, I saw that movie maybe seven times in theaters. That's crazy. Now. That's insanity. I, it's, it's the it's only not that movie... David, it is the only movie that makes me cry every time I watch it. Well, the ending is... It's the best part. But it, the way it builds, it, it, it hits everything I care about. I, I'm a big defender of Tim Burton. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, that's a big turning point in his career. I feel like if that movie had... He made Alice in Wonderland. Well, it's a disaster. Oh, God, it's so I, bad. I think if that movie specifically had landed the way people like you expected it would. Right. He would have kept making those kinds of movies. You yes. think? Yeah, that's fair. And I think it, the last like seven years of Tim Burton have been very cynical and regressive yeah. because he kind of is like, I don't know, I guess you want me to do this. I also love Big Eyes. I didn't love Big Eyes, but I... <laughs> It was okay. The problem with, I, I have I have a lot of thoughts on Big Eyes. I think people Big Eyes weird get angry at Tim Burton for quote unquote doing the same thing all the time, mm-hmm. but they also don't go see his movies where he does things that are different. Big Eyes was never going to do well. Agreed. But Big Fish could have done well. Yes, it's weird that he made two big movies. Right. He also made Big Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Made, I know, a made a billion, billion dollars worldwide. Oh god, that movie is. I don't remember anything and about Big it. Big Eyes made twenty million dollars worldwide, <laughs> and everyone went to see Alice in Wonderland. When uh, fucking Tim Burton does the same thing over and over again, and he does something different. And they don't go see it. Yeah, I don't think Big Eyes is that good, though. It's so broad. I like that it's broad. I like that it's weird and it's like melodramatic. I, I liked it okay. I liked it okay. I liked it a lot. I. It has this problem that I actually think Christoph Waltz isn't bad in it at all, but it is this thing of like where she's like, I guess I'll marry you, and you just are like, it's Christoph Waltz. It's very odd. Like he's doing the same accent. You don't want to marry that guy. It's like because he's like combining all his like filmic influences. Like like it's it's you know it's a domestic drama. Three minutes, but it's like as into like Mario Bava, like 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 you know fucking like high like contrast crazy over-the-top horror movies. But then it kind of peters out. This courtroom scene's sort of fun. I love it. It's good, but like... The movie is so staked on that climax. Yeah. 
and you know it's uh, here's joel edgerton i need to see the gift i love him um ooh, so you haven't seen the gift yet? no i need to see it i loved it until the last five minutes well this is what i keep hearing yeah. people are wildly uh all over the place on the ending i still is it was it all a dream no okay uh it was all uh, a nightmare <laughs> um no i still like it yeah i think it's a, a very good first film I think he is building to something really interesting and the ending undercuts that. Well, we should talk about it, but I got to see it. Have you seen uh, Shaun the Sheep movie? No, I don't want to. I love it so much, David. Yeah, but you like the Ardman stuff and I don't actually really like the Ardman stuff. What? Yeah. What? Do you know know, know. that Shaun the Sheep is a silent film? That's cool. That has zero lines of dialogue? I don't know anything about it. That's cool. I like David, that. David is zero dialogue. That's great. Do you know? Does it have like noises? Does it have intertitles? Does it have like noises? Yeah. Yeah. They make sounds. Right. And the humans like mutter. They go like, I don't know. How long is it? It's like a brisk 75 minutes. That's like, that, that I like. It's like a cute running time. It's like an adorable running time. Oh, yeah. Is it claymation? There's claymation. It's all claymation. Yeah, that shit takes forever. I mean, that's another reason it's short. Yeah. yeah. But it's a very simple story. It's very sweet. It's very funny. And it's uh, cinematically, because it's entirely visual, and there's some, you know, it's a simple story, which I think is to its credit. Yeah. But it actually has some complex emotional ideas, and it does a lot of... Uh, very progressive things very very quietly okay. and it's all done with a simplicity and grace through the dramatics I'll of movement the, oh, there's so many movies it's I need so to good. see alright I'll see Sean it's the best movie ever. <sighs> it's not but okay you know what's the number one thing I hate about though what? the title is infuriating the Sean the Sheep movie no because technically it's just called Sean the Sheep movie it's missing a the <laughs> yeah that's just grammatically incorrect look at this thing where it's silhouettes it's a weird choice. It's a weird choice. It could either be the Sean the Sheep movie, or, or it could be Sean the Sheep colon the movie. Yeah, not and those. It's Sean the Sheep movie. I just want to point out that in between Big Fish and Star Wars Episode Three, which I can't believe I never noticed before, uh-huh. there's only two animated films: Robots and Valiant. Okay. In which he's the lead both times. Yes. Do you think those two movies were annoyed at each other? They were like, wait, you is your lead too? Wait a second. <laughs> he's our lead. Like, oh, come on. Can I, can I both, investigate both something? Both out in 2005. Something interesting here. So he gets Phantom Menace, right? Sure. In like 97. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Life Less Ordinary was released by Fox. Okay. Who at that point knows that he's playing obi-wan kenobi i get you that's right i get you i the beholder was hmm. i think it was fox it's not noted <sighs> gonna have to look this one up well let's just yeah okay well silence look, is golden i'll look that one up but Mulan Mulan Rouge is, is definitely fox i think black blackout down sony oh uh, sony okay uh, obviously, Attack of the Clones is Fox. Down, Down Love is Fox. is Fox. Big Fish is Sony. Robots is Fox. Yeah. And the Revenge of the Sith. So in the time between, Fox like really doubles down on him. That's true. They really try to make him happen. A guy. And almost all of those roles are like, even something he's good in, like Black Hawk Down, which which wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Either like the movies don't work 
Or he's just not the thing you remember from it. Or it's not the right fit for him. Wait, who? The island. Uh, the island is DreamWorks, I believe. Yes. Because it was Bay leaving the Bruckheimer. Yes. It's the one Bruckheimer didn't produce. And, of course, Bruckheimer always makes fun of the fact that it's the only Michael Bay movie that didn't make any money. Right. But it's what a good happens? movie. Oh, I do not like that movie. I mean, I don't like it either, but it's better than, like, a lot of Babe Bruckheimer movies. It's at least trying to do something. Uh, that movie, look, that movie's fascinating. I'd like to watch it again because it is... Uh, All right, go ahead. No, what, what, what do you find fascinating about it? The fact that it's like completely underwritten mm-hmm. by advertising and endorsements and that's very prominent in the first half of the movie. Yeah. And no, in the whole movie. Don't take it. Sure. And like... I don't know. Something, 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 something. It says something about our society. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters. I remember, and then you've got Ewan McGregor doing a dual performance, which is just sort of hilarious. I remember thinking the first performance is terrible and the second one's great. Uh, I don't remember the first one. I remember the second one. I remember, yeah, you're, I know what you mean. <laughs> the first one's a blank slate. Yeah, the lead role, I think he's really bad, actually. And the second character, I think he's really funny. Um, that movie was very expensive. Yep. Michael Bay had not had a flop until that point. Yep. And when the movie bombed really hard, I remember DreamWorks saying, we bet on the stars of tomorrow instead of the stars of today. Hmm. And their point was Scarlett Johansson and McGregor, oh, we all agree they're going to be big movie stars, but they're not big movie stars yet. And Scarlett Johansson, she was, I think, 22 at the time they made yeah, that and, movie. And is now a big star. And right. you're but she totally... was coming right off yeah. of Lost in Translation. At that point, she wasn't a big like mainstream matinee. No, of course. Fucking action star. And now she is. Yep. Much to everyone's surprise, for a while there, it looked like that wasn't what she was going to become. And, and she has, between no, the Marvel both. films and Lucy, she's become she's both. She's the best, because right? she's an action star, and she's like the indie queen of our generation, and I love Scarlett Johansson. Me too. The but best. I think that movie's an interesting nail in the coffin for Ewan McGregor, because they said yes. star tomorrow. He, at that point, is like 12 no, years older than Scarlett Johansson. the nail in the coffin. He had been in three Star Wars movies. Yep. If it was going to happen in that kind of way, yep. it would have happened by then. And I think it was conclusively like, this isn't the kind of film that he does well in. Nope. He doesn't this do his best work scene. in this movie. People don't like him in these types of movies. Get him back in small shit. There's a quote that I remember someone said, it was some review of Beginners, yeah. where they said Ewan McGregor is one of the best leading men alive as long as your movie costs less than $10 million. Yeah. Wait, I just here's the, the this is the schmink. Oh gosh, yeah, that's that's actually upsetting. Imagery. It's really kind of upsetting for a movie that's so artificial. Like just you don't need to show her looking. Yeah, and it's the fact jarring. that she's strapped to this thing and oh, is obviously God. like kind of a sex slave or yeah. something. No, no, not s- or something. She's a sex. What else would they be doing? I don't. I don't know. They're just beating her for sport. But anyway, the implication is clearly that she's a sex I slave. Hate and scene. I, I hate this scene. They're they're Tuscan Raiders. <laughs> yeah, the Tuscan Raiders are pretty problematic. Problematic. To use, to use a problematic term. Anyway, after the island, as we were saying, yes. It's over. It's over. He makes stay in the movie. Makes no money. Remember For that Fox. Movie? That was a big Oscar hope. That was like a that hot movie screenplay. Is so fucking bad. Gosling was like the up and comer guy. And that was a fun It has movie. the most annoying twist. They thought that was going to be a big Oscar. Yeah, thing. it wasn't. Oh, so hard. He's in, he's in Alex Ryder as Ian Ryder's, as Alex Ryder's dad, but that, that movie went nowhere. Yeah. Um, movie, that's a very popular series of books in Britain. I'm aware. My sister has a big crush on Alex Ryder. Uh, Miss Potter 
he has this string of playing castrated milk uh, yeah like yeah. Uh, men opposite yeah. in like a lady by effect oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. Yeah. Miss yeah. Potter he's in Cassandra's Dream which is an interesting weird little movie I still never seen it I uh, hmm. more and more read a lot of people defending that it's book. not bad yeah it's I don't really get why you defend it, except that it's better than Match Point and on similar lines. It also was, if I'm not mistaken, Woody Allen's single least successful movie of all time. It, was it even less successful than You Will Meet a Tall Dark Strange? Oh, no question. <laughs> it's so it's undoubtedly the least successful in the last 20 years. That's crazy. I can't remember if like one of the ones from the late 80s did less than it. Yeah, it made less than $1 million right. in the United States. That's crazy. Right. It's, um, so he's in a movie called Incendiary, which I only know... Or is it Deception? He's in multiple movies with Which Michelle. Hugh Jackman one. Deception. Okay, because Deception I know was... Hugh it has Jackman. like a lot of hot sex. Yeah, Hugh Jackman really liked that script for some reason. Yeah. And forced Fox to make it as part of his payment for X-Men 3. Or Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was some weird back... No, I get you. Movie. God, what a weird thing to spend your capital on. All right. What's he doing? What's up with his career? Okay, now we disagree on this. I like him a lot and I love you, Philip Morris. You hate that performance, right? No, I, I don't hate that performance. Oh, it's a, Joe Reed hates that performance. Yeah, I don't ever. I don't. That movie's okay. I like that movie. I think he, this is the thing. He starts making these small. Movies. He's in. Yeah. He all right, fine. He's the villain of Angels and Demons, but that's. Yeah, I mean, no one watched that movie. Yeah. And hysteric goats. It's a lot of movies where he's like the third lead. Amelia, where he plays. Where he plays Gorbidal. No, Gorbidal's dad. He plays Gene Vidal. Yeah, you see Gorbidal. Have you seen Amelia? It's terrible. No, I haven't seen. Um, it. and and Gorbidal is like yeah. a kid, but he, even then they're like they're like let's make sure everyone knows this kid is super gay. Like yeah. it's really annoying. Uh, that gore always getting in arguments. It really people. is that. So I feel like Amelia is the final gasp of that. Yeah. And then after do, that... Do you know quick sidebar that uh, Gore Vidal is my mother's uh, godfather? No. Nope. It was like a, a, like a status move for... like He was like a casual like sure, sure, social... Sure. And they were like, what's up, like Gore Vidal? Yeah. yeah, and like of course 80 different people chose that. So like my mother never, I think, saw him. Sure. Ever. Yeah. But like my grandmother would always brag, like, "Well, Gore Vidal is her hey man. Godfather." He's at like eighty. Godfather. Look at R four. R four sucks. Okay, R4 what comes sucks. after Amelia? Well, then I feel like he starts doing more like, "Okay, I want to make movies I want to make." So it's Danny like, McPhee returns. Not Danny McPhee returns. That must have just been a favor. Yeah. Because all the English actors like hang out. I think. Yeah, Emma Thompson. She wrote yeah. that. That's her passion. And project. it's like if you're if you're not in Harry Potter, you were in Star Wars, and yeah. then and they all sort of get together. Yeah. Uh, so you got the Ghostwriter. Yeah, beginners. she's very good in, actually. Yeah, Beginners, which she's good in. Yeah. Sam and Fishin' in the M and Witch. <laughs> get, get on my face. Haywire, which uh, he is the final villain in, which is a really strange yeah. choice. But I liked him a lot in that. I find that movie incomprehensible. I love that movie. I could not follow what was going on. You're not, it's hard to follow that one. Yeah, I found it impossible. <laughs> it's not easy to follow. I, I'm not usually that confused at a movie, and I love Soderbergh. I, I, don't, I don't dislike it. I don't like it. I just literally could not understand what was happening. On a moment-to-moment basis, but I thought he was good in it. Yeah, the impossible kind of sucks, right? Impossible is hard. I haven't seen it. I didn't want to see it. I knew it would make me angry. Um, Jack the Giant Slayer, I have not seen. Do you know who that movie doesn't need to be about? Jack. No, I'm sorry. The Impossible. I was a second. Oh, white movie. people. Yeah, yeah no, white. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, Jack the Giant Slayer. Why? Why was he in that? I heard he was fun in that. Though. Is he? What? What is he? He plays like the like the arrogant like mm. Errol Flynn type. I don't think that anyone saw that movie or that no it one exists. Saw it. But I remember <laughs> saying, I don't think that movie. if you walked into the theater and bought a ticket for that, movie, you'd win. Contest. They go. We, you got us. We didn't it's make. It's just movie. so weird when this happens. When Brian Singer is like, you know what? 
give me $200 million. I'm going to make a Jack and the Beanstalk movie. And they're like, sure, that'll hit. That's a good idea. Like, why isn't there a guy? And whatever. Crazier elements of that movie. He really wanted to direct First Class, but he right. had Jack the Giant Slayer yes. in development. Yeah. And Warner Brothers would not let him out of his contract. They said, fuck no, you're not going and making X-Men. We need you to make Jack the Giant Slayer. We're not letting Fox take away our business. We need Jack the Giant Slayer. They just could have, they could have let it die. They could have just saved money and not made the movie. Whatever. August Osage County. Uh, uh, Son of a Gun, which okay, I never yeah. saw. Mordecai. Movie. <laughs> is it Mordecai? We haven't done a Mordecai episode because I haven't <laughs> seen haven't it yet. <laughs> because you know what? Like I've been, a, I'm always a little resistant to the things that Twitter hops on, and you know, this year it's been Mordecai <laughs> and then Minions. You know, these movies where like they don't even know what the movie is or if it's bad, but they just like see trailers. I mean, Mordecai's obviously bad. <laughs> Yeah, I think Mordecai is. You're just laughing at Mordecai right now. He's a part-time bro. <laughs> He's got a mustache. <laughs> I don't. I just don't know what anyone was thinking with this one. He's such a cat, David. <laughs> Classic Mordecai. There he is. <laughs> Uh, there's you and McGregor at the premiere wearing oh, like a. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, I know. I think you and I are the same. <laughs> just like Sorry, I am. <laughs> IMDb's screen cap of the trailer. The like is, is Johnny Depp making the most horrendous face. He's on the hood of a car. This is the thing. Okay, you and McGregor made a movie this year called Last Days in the Desert, in which he plays Jesus. What? This movie has not been released because no one has picked it up. It was at Sundance? It was at Sundance and it got perfectly good respect. You know, Rodrigo Garcia, who's a really good director. Jesus Christ. And no one's talking about it. No one... My... My ma- the managing editor of the Atlantic who writes yeah. about religion, she doesn't write about. By the way, this is culture. the scene where Anna can tell Padme that he killed all. <laughs> this scene is fucking garbage. This set is terrific, though. Um, and she was like, "Why is this movie not coming out?" Yeah, and I didn't have an answer for her except like, I mean, no one picked it up at Sundance, yeah. and sometimes that happens. And then like, yeah. it is that weird Sundance thing where the longer you get the less hot your movie looks, yeah. even if it's yeah. good. Yeah. So I don't know if the movie's good or bad, but it is kind of crazy that Ian McGregor made a movie in which he plays Jesus, and no one's even fucking releasing it. Sure. You'd think it would get a little bit of sure. attention. Although I'll say that movie, uh, Infinitely Polar Bear, I, I think came out two years after what? the worst title in the world. The worst title it came, it came in out, like, the world. Two years after Sundance, because the same thing happened. where No right. one bought it there. Right. It got cold, and then like a year later, someone finally got well, it for so, one, one so cheap. Yeah, yeah, you get it for nothing. Right. Clay Lars, what a good performance! No, great performance. No. Keep him I know, but you, you, you were just you just would not stop talking about it. I just had to give it up. Look at his missing leg. All I right, so we have to get back to this movie. Okay, so we've been talking not about this movie for a long time. I think because this movie just becomes so unconscionably so boring. boring. Yeah. Oh, this is the thing. Watch, I was going to tie everything in back together. Okay, Mordecai. This is what I was going to say. We're saying film Twitter likes to pick these yeah, things, right? That they make not so film Twitter, Twitter, weird Twitter, comedy Twitter, and weird Twitter, weird. Not, film Twitter yeah. is not film like Twitter that. Does. Film Twitter is going crazy about Jeff Walls and the bear. F- uh, and Twitter Carol. 
is going crazy about Ehrlich loving Carol. Yeah, Ehrlich loving Carol has become like the the recurring joke of this month on film Twitter. Film Twitter is like backlash to the backlash to the backlash to Force Friday think pieces. I don't care about that. That's like nerd Twitter. That's like Devin Faraci who, oh, who no, interacts that was, with no, film that Twitter. Was, what's his name? The German Lucier. Right. Yeah, 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 I, know, I know. I know. I, I read his <laughs> Who's got a BB-8? Who doesn't Look, have a BB-8? The problem with that piece, which I read, is it just sort of it's direct. I just it's realized like, we can't I, talk about any of this. Why not? Why is someone going to be on the podcast? What are you laughing about? Oh, right, because of the fucking prequel shit. Because <laughs> our rules. <laughs> Cut that out, Ben. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about your file father's financial. But no, just to say, the problem with German, German Lucier's piece, which we don't need to talk about in which detail, which was about buying uh, some nondescript toys. toys. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the piece. The piece is like I got to Toys R Us. I waited in line, yeah. and then there were no toys <laughs> on the shelf. Yeah, it's like, there's not enough to it, you know. It's a it's a dull piece because it's mostly you're just like, okay, well, it sounds like your Toys R Us is no good. I don't know. <laughs> Get a better TRU, bro. Yeah, like who cares? Uh, the, he did have the amazing sentence: "The pops were decimated." <laughs> <laughs> he very dramatically described. This is the other problem. Yeah. I have, I'm keeping, you know, I'm keeping some tabs on that movie that we can't talk about. Sure. But like, I don't know every single fucking character's name and I'm not paying as much attention to the merchandise and shit. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, a lot of that went over. Okay. So let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah. That's uh, film tour. Second- Mordecai. Mordecai. This is what I was going to say. Okay? I hate the comedy Twitter. You show. and I, I think are on a very similar page. We don't like to fucking make jokes about things like that. Yeah. Meme them if we haven't seen them. Right, agreed. You gotta do the fucking time. Yeah, of course. You know what's the what's the joke? You're just making jokes about advertising. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it's like bad movies have been advertised well. Good movies have been advertised poorly. Yeah, I mean, and obviously, look, is, I, if you're going to watch a Mordecai commercial, crack a joke or two, I get it. The thing is asking for it. I get it. You're allowed to crack a joke or and two. And Minions was, like, everywhere, and yeah. I get that it gets annoying, and I get that the internet is obsessed with Minions. Like six-month bits and, like, fucking extended act. My problem with the Minions thing, yeah. can I say, really, yeah, I hate the Minions Me thing. too. Because the Minions thing is just the Shrek thing. Yeah. It's the exact same thing, which yeah. is Shrek, with Shrek it was funny, Yeah, because it was a movie that wasn't out anymore. Right. Right, right. And it was just especially strange yeah. to imagine this subculture of Shrek people, right? Uh, yes. The Minions is out. Like, who cares? Well, like, it's not even surprising that kids and weirdos in America like Minions. It's like, it's a dominant franchise. Well, that's my problem with it, is that, like, at the time that all these weird Twitter kids are going, like, oh, Minions, I'm liking Minions, ironically. Like, the thing makes, like, $300 million. million. Dollars. Like, right. yeah. Shrek is, like, like, an incredibly successful movie. Shrek's, like, a decade dormant franchise. Yeah, Shrek is reduced to like touring musicals and <laughs> right. you know like yeah. yeah Shrek's so weird I'll tell you that this is what I like about the Shrek bit which we have to say our friend Pilot was way ahead of the curve oh yeah Pilot was I mean Pilot in her like as she does all the time yeah she's joking about something and you're like it is funny that she's this, she's right and then the rest yeah, of the internet the catches, up, the internet catches up but Pilot was owning that Shrek game. oh yeah um, Shrek. The funny thing about Shrek, uh, the funny thing about the Shrek thing for me is that Shrek is such a fucking ugly character. Yeah, it's true. Like the the whole point of the first film is this guy's unappealing, of course. and then like slowly he comes around. All right, I can't believe we're not talking about this movie. This is crazy. Across the the seventeen Shrek movies and Christmas specials and whatever, they neutered the character where they yes, made him like absolutely. cute, yeah. and they tried to pretend like and he was always the likeable. protagonist of right. the other movies in the same. Anyway, right, but yeah. they like had Shrek doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little dances, right, but he right. still does 
disgusting looking guy. <laughs> so the idea of like merchandising Shrek and putting him in juice boxes and stuff like that is much funnier to me than like minions, where minions really look designed. like serial characters. Yeah, they're designed. They look like they were designed to sell shit, you know? Shrek like Shrek dolls are character. funny. Yeah. yeah. Especially because he wears like a burlap shirt. But my point All was right. we scene... don't do shit like that. If we're going to fucking make fun of Attack of the Clones, we're going to watch Attack of the Clones. Okay. All right. Well, we should be so watching. Now let's watch the Dooku scene. Okay, so he's in the fort. Oh, God. Look at Christopher Lee just fucking slicing that, that delicious ham. Yeah. <laughs> this is like real acting. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ewan McGregor is yeah. on like a lazy suit. I mean, and this, the PAs were slowly <laughs> turning it underneath his feet. Thing, the visuals of this prison are the worst. Terrible. He's got laser handcuffs. So here's the thing that I keep bringing up this in this series. Mm. He's about to just reveal the actual truth. Mm-hmm. He's not obfuscating. No. What if I told you that the Republic was under the control of a Dark Lord of the Sith? Hypothetically, what if I told you that? And he's like, no, the Jedi be aware of it. And he's like, yeah, no, they're not because of the dark side. He's right. Yeah, no, we thought everything he's saying is true. Senators are now under his influence. Darth Sidious. He names the fucking guy. He's basically saying to Obi Wan, yeah. "I've gone double agent. Yeah. I'm working for this guy." You're talking to Benedict Arnold right now, and this is what the situation is. You must join me. And so his pitches. Join me, mm-hmm. and we'll destroy the Sith. Je- he's like, the Jedis can't do it. So you kind of have to cross over. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, the, right? But this is I- never answered. Is he lying just at the end when he's like, so join me, and we'll destroy them? Or is he genuinely like, look, I'm not really a Sith. I'm more Count Dooku. No idea. And, uh, and never made clear. That's the first time we have met that character. No, we've seen him once before. You talked over the scene, but he does. Oh, when to, they're having the trade people. The, yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't really have a frame of reference. We don't have context uh, for like, this. Well, is Jar Jar. He just called them Delo Felagates. I forgot how late this happens. <laughs> fucking Misa dude. proposed that the Senate give He's immediately. way too much. Who would be persuaded by this? <laughs> this does feel like the way they cut into this scene, it feels like it's like we're, this is hour 17 of a filibuster. <laughs> Can you imagine having to, and these people are like, no way, no <laughs> All the arm acting in this scene is horrendous. Everyone is gesticulating in a way that shows if they're voting yes or no. I mean, oh my god. I love the oh, McDermott's so good. Yeah, he's great. I like this makeup work on him too. Mm-hmm. I like it's kind of old Hammer horror, like yep. too ghastly. The mm-hmm. wrinkles are too. He's defined. very Peter Cushing. Yeah, he'd be great in a Star Wars. Oh my movie. god! Anyway, um, it feels like that. But Christopher Lee, it feels like that's what they're getting at. Like he was obviously bosom buddies with with course, course. Cushing, and it's like Lee and Cushing. This is the kind of actor that works well in this type of Phantom Menace movie. This, I swear to God, he's like great. So you've granted me emergency powers. Number one, Grand Army of the Republic. Guess mm-hmm. what? Yoda, Yoda, Noah, and Mace Windu are hanging out at their window. There's still like an hour left in this movie, right? 
Because we haven't... Mm, I don't think it's an hour. the droid factor yet. That's 45 minutes at least. I think it's about 45 minutes. I think we're going to be done... When did we start? Around 4.15? Yeah, because you so couldn't find your recorder. I couldn't find my tape recorder. Um, So we're going to be done around 6.30. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. Geez, what an awful movie. This so here terrible. we are on Geonosis. Dumb. Looks basically like the pre-render of a Star Wars Episode One racer. So this is like the orange planet. This is like the burnt sienna yes. planet. Um, it's an interesting move because it's not too far off Tatooine. No, I guess this is like the canyon planet. Yeah, it's Tatooine's got, like sand. It's kind of like, like Yellowstone. Yeah. There's a lot of like geysers yeah. and. I'm not interested in getting a war here. Let me throw on my shawl. <laughs> this is my no war shawl. Have they had sex yet? You know what? They're, I was just about to say, their body language, they feel more relaxed. Yeah, they do. Each other, even if they're being <laughs> tense. You just watch. Right. They're just here. Well, of course, they have to just use that. See, I like this dynamic of them not liking each other. It's funny because we as racists would assume that all robots are friends. Well... Why is people on their ship? Why didn't we watch closer? Here's it's amazing scene. how we like, failed to. Or they just they land and they're just like, here's a door. Oh, smoke's coming from here. Let's hit this. Oh, that opens the door. He touches his hand to one part of it. It's not a handle. He just touches his hand to one part of it, and then a lever goes. Cracks open. Oh, this looks like a good pathway to enter. And now CGPO and RTD2 are arguing about whether or not. They should go help them, I guess. Which really is not a debate. The answer is no. They don't want you to go help them. Yeah. And R2 and C-3PO provide no help. Uh, they create a lot of uh, trouble. Yeah. I guess R2 turns off the droid factory. Eventually. <laughs> like, after a while. Yeah. R2 is but not before dick. vindictively knocking 3PO into the droid factor. But do you think R2 is like he's like an agent of chaos? Yeah, oh, yeah. He just wants crazy things to happen. I want I want to put forward a fan theory on this movie that maybe R2D2 is the Joker of fucking attack clones because he just wants to see the world burn yeah okay i just that's that's a thing right there's a fan theory and people are mad about it i mean right i know david everything is dumb what's the fan theory the the joker is the hero (laughs) that doesn't make any sense though no it doesn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing if a movie does not like there's no something then it doesn't happen in that movie like that that movie also is very labored Yep. In making Batman's like philosophical struggle with the Joker, yep. like apparent, like the end scene is him being like, "Ha! I was right. There is humanity left in these people." Yes, and also it, it spends a lot of time arguing over like the idea that like things don't exist in shades of black and white. Right. Like no right. one can entirely be a hero. They yeah. have to be the hero they deserve, not the hero they need. Like right. all this shit, you know? Yeah. Or the other way around, whatever the fuck it is. The point is, like, there's no reading of that movie where it's like, what if he was the good guy all along? Because it's like, no, like, everyone's got good points and bad points, but at the end of the day, the Batman stands for the right thing. Right. The Joker, like, kills people in that movie. Like, a lot. Yeah, and here's the thing. He, like, blows up a hospital. Killing people sucks. (laughs) It's really bad news. Killing people is, like, a bad deal. (laughs) Machines making machines? Oh, how perverse. Oh, R2, go, calm down. Look. I almost fell. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, R2. Okay, here's a serious question. Okay. I hate this machine, by the way. This one it that catches him makes no sense. Head. What is it's it? Flying bed? 
Yeah, it's so stupid. It's a flying mattress. Um, it's like the bed from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Love that movie. Um, serious question. Do you think that R2-D2 is capable of flying at all times like he is here? Or do you think it's like a Street Fighter special move thing where yeah. he has to wait for a special move power bar and to then, go up? And that's why the rest of the time he's like literally yeah, the slowest robot I think that's correct. I think that's correct because it's like he can do that and then he needs to like go back to the shop, get the right. fuel put back in those jets or whatever. Padme's in a cereal bowl. Yeah, Padme's ha- in, in a pestle. We have to believe that he only has a limited resource because yes. otherwise it's a real dick move yeah. to make everyone wait for you yeah. when you could be no, flying the he, whole time. He absolutely. Look at look at he's soaring now. C three PO. This section of the movie is just straight up a cartoon. Yeah, no, it's, it's all cartoon business. It's a tune. Okay, here's a very serious question. Okay, Eddie Valiant, Private Eye. Would he like Attack of the Clones? Eddie Valiant, Private Eye. Yeah. No, because it's you mean because of the Toontown thing? Is that <laughs> your joke? Is it too much of a tune? But he does sort of eventually come to like tunes. Okay, but let's say pre-Roger Rabbit case Eddie Valiant. Yeah. This movie technically designates itself as a live-action film. Do you think Eddie Valiant would watch it and go, "Ah, it's a tune." Yeah, no. Do you because think it's got eye? people in it. I think he would think that it was weird and perverse, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He would think that too much, like... Would he think it was, like, you're interracial just, marriage? You're ma- well, I don't know. Any Valiant's views on these things are never fully clear, but... <laughs> he hates on, on, like... Yeah. But, um... You kind of make me want to watch that movie again. I watched it, like, two nights ago. Um, one so thing good. I love about the movie... I mean, yeah. There's so many things that are great about it. Yeah. Um... But one thing I love is uh, I hate this scene. I hate that weird... is Hoskins' performance. Oh, Hoskins is so good. I hate that weird zoom in because it's totally out of line with the rest of the language Lucas is using in the film, which is like very stoic, steady shots and and little to no camera movement. Mm-hmm. And then there's that one shot of Padme looking up, seeing the magma coming down, and then the camera like does a quick zoom out of like a fucking Russ Myers movie. Um, do you think that this movie would be helped? Uh, if it was more like a Russ Meyer movie or not even that of like a William K, you know, like if it just was a little cheesier. Yeah, of course. You, like, you mean if it was fun? But this is the, you know, if it was fun to it's watch, it's a it, fine line because it's an expensive movie, yeah, with a lot of complicated visuals, and like sometimes people don't like it when those kinds of movies are like excessively tongue in cheek, right? Like Sky Captain. Sure. Not that Sky Captain was sure. excessively expensive, but like one problem with that movie is that it never can be taken seriously because it doesn't really want to be. Uh, yes, I, look, I think you know, excessively tongue in cheek is not always a path for success, but I do like my movies to be self aware. You know, they don't have to be like self-critical or metatextual, mm-hmm. but especially with big movies like this, I think they should be aware of what they are. And you can tell when movies kind of like have this knowing sort of like, don't worry, we got you. We know how you're watching this. Yeah. In this movie, it feels like there's a disconnect between what the movie thinks it is and how we view the movie. It's like an Emperor's New Clothes thing. Absolutely you know? true. Here, here's a great a great scene to underline that thing you're just exactly talking about. I'm dying a little bit every day since you came back to my life. I'll read Padme, you read Anakin. Uh, okay. What, what are you talking about? 
Long I love you. Here we go. <laughs> this is the scene I like. You love me? <laughs> I thought we decided we had not... I thought we had decided not to fall in love. Learn to read. Yeah, seriously. Flip that. That we would be forced to live a lie. That it would destroy our lives. Airline the whole film. I think our lives are about to be destroyed anyway. But I'm Chang! Cut to no laughter from Anakin. Anakin dead serious. But look, look, I mean, Corbin's giving good close-up here. Tears in her eyes, you feel there's a palpable emotion. I like this shot. It's, them kissing it's the fine. It's fine. I think that the shot of them a little later uh, get, when they're getting married is better done. I agree. I, I agree, Your Excellency. Agree, but mm-hmm. uh, I like that there are stakes here. All these other scenes are going, we can, we can't, we mustn't, we must. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like, look, we love each other, and that's about to become irrelevant because we're about to be killed. I like the immediacy of that. You know? Yeah. I'm with you in theory. The music is helping. Yeah. Like, Williams is getting center stage to do his love theme. But... Got her bobby pins. What's annoying is, like... God, her hair looks crazy. Um, Her hair actually looks like like dog diarrhea. Um... Fuck so you. this is fuck. we are about an hour and forty five minutes into the movie, and the movie's two twenty. Movie's about two twenty. Okay. Um, have these two interacted since like minute fifteen? No. It's crazy how long they're apart. Crazy. Maybe all right. No, maybe vaginas. Vaginas. Yeah, a lot of vaginas. Thank you. That's another thing you told me I was crazy for reading into, and now you have to admit that I was right. I hate that you cut from a vagina. No. I like his language, though. That those you know those do look like clitoral hoods, though. Do they not? Clitoral no, no. hoods. Yes. Enough about the vaginas. Clitoral. Yeah. Okay. You got the droid art factory sequence. Yes. Ten minutes of shit. One little scene of admin, Anakin and Padme. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then 15 more minutes of this shit. And he said he was watching the cut and he went, oh, not enough action. He had to put the droid factory in. Even God. though he knew this was coming. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Why do you need the droid factory? Right. He was talking about momentum and how, like, the momentum of the movie is just starting to build up. So you need... But, like, that makes no sense. Yeah. and Because the, the momentum of the movie is sludge and until the droid factory is seen. And that's unending action after right. this. This is actually, this would be kind of exciting if this was the first big action set piece you were getting yeah. for an hour because this buildup is kind of nice and tense with the introduction of the creatures. I, I just don't like this stuff because as with Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. the stakes are too low. Too low. You just know they're going to get out they're of it. They're Jedi. It's like, well, you know, like, they got to oh, fight. Wait, Dooku. So he said Padme seems to be on top of things, and now she's on top of a thing. Go on. So sorry. You know, this is, it's like, it's too easy. Yeah, look at how quickly two of the three of them have, like, freed themselves of it. The, From their manacles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, like all three of them came up with easy. And it just makes it so annoying. Like this scene would even be less annoying if it wasn't a staged execution. Mm-hmm. It was just some crazy fighting pit they got themselves like mixed up in, right? Yeah. But instead, it's like really this. This is the plausible, like you know, how they decide to like just shoot them. I do really hate the the rip of the fabric that exposes only Padme's midriff. It's very it only leaves scars on her back, so her tummy still looks fuckable. Look, there, there are those are three people who are not in the same room. Oh yeah, you're Jang, Poggle, Jango, Poggle, and Boba. I do kind of like the lack of music in this scene. I sure. do, I like when Georgie Porzi pulls it out and you're just hearing the sound effects. I like when Newt Gunray is like, shoot her. And no one responds to him. And he's like, no, that's... Why doesn't Bo Django just go like... This is the uh, first bang. reasonable suggestion I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Padme action figure and she came with the pillar. What a great thing for her to come with. Yeah. I guess Padme doesn't have a lot. No. Like, she has that cool gun in Phantom. Uh, yeah. A sort of slender yeah. pistol. And she had she had whatever blaster she uses in this. The the she's such a tiny woman. It was like the the pillar took up most of the package. Yeah. She does have a very nice yeah. Yeah. Some dude growling. He's is the implication that he's like controlling it with the force that he was able to subdue it with the force? Not or really. Was that just a human being going like steady, steady. Yeah, I think it was more just horsey. This scene sucks. <laughs> yeah, this movie it, it's sucks. <laughs> like, it's a bad movie. Is there anyone who's like, look, I don't love Attack of the Clones, but the fighting pit sequence with uh, the animals. Yeah, the the Geonosis arena sequence. Uh, Jesus. Okay, what do you think is Ewan McGregor's worst film, now that we've gone through his whole filmography? What's the worst film that Ewan McGregor has been in? Is great, this it? That's a, it? Probably this one. I mean, that's a great question, though. Is there any chance been in some crappy movies? Yeah. Is there any? Ch- I hate robots. I can tell you. I've never seen robots. It's really uh, mostly because it looks so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, robots is terrible. Uh, I haven't seen Mordecai. We haven't seen. We. I mean, we have to see Mordecai. We do. Although I don't want to turn into like, how did this get made? You know, I'm not saying we have to do a Mordecai episode of the podcast. Well, we I'm just saying we need to it. see yeah, Mordecai. Very true. I think some things we keep for ourselves. I don't want to just focus on movies that are bad. That's not what we're here to do. I totally agree. Um, having seen Amelia. Amelia is a god awful movie. Really? It's that bad? It's very pretty though. Yeah. It's prettier than this movie. So. I wait. Hold on. Ha ha, this party's over. It is funny that it I so I'm gonna say this one. It is funny that uh this movie took like this long to remember, like, oh yeah, Samuel L. Jackson, you know. Yeah. He can deliver a line. Yeah. It took two movies for them to remember. Yep. This is Oh no, it's super battle droids. 
Oh, Django. Oh, this is going to be such a cool fight. Oh, my God. Mace Window, Django. Finally, two people. I, like, the I do like that Django lights his outer cloak on fire. So he has to kind of yeah. strip down to the. Yeah. You know, in theory, this should Why be kind of cool. Why would he bring the outer cloak? He knows he's here for a fight. Some of these guys have outer cloaks. Some of them don't. The ones who do are I just the, the way this is animated is so bad because it's obviously all these stunt actors oh, wait, as Jedi. David, something really uh, funny is happening. Oh, wait, David. With that, it's not CD-PO. That's a battle droid. But, like, look. Just try, like, there's so many scenes of these background Jedis literally just doing this. Yeah. Look, like, like, kind of waving an arm around. Just trying to look in the background. And they've just yeah. sort of tried to match battle droid deaths to those random waves. And it looks really crappy. Not to mention that it's, like, clearly they just, like, had three days where they were like, okay, who's our 1015? Yeah, yeah. Like, I came in and did five minutes of lightsaber fighting. Oh, and yeah. then they just copy-pasted him in the background a bunch of Times. Totally. Yeah, this scene is is frankly weird. <laughs> the three PO thing is kind of funny. I'm programmed for etiquette, not destruction. <laughs> Why would Anakin program him for etiquette? It just look. Come on, it'll never make sense. Anakin doesn't have good manners. What does he know about etiquette? Jedi in close up are pretty cool. Yep. All right, here I think. Kit- but look at how much better the framing is of that shot that's entirely digital than the ones that are half and half. You the know? pterodactyl guy just got shot. Yeah, that guy sucks. Django does cool pistols. Those two actors aren't in the same frame. No, not at all. I like that run. Yeah, Mace, where Mace is- just has the lightsaber all the way out to the side. And at first I thought that looked goofy, but it's like, no, oh, wait, you want to hold it away from your body. It's, it could hurt you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, here we go. So I forgot that first Django gets like trampled because it has to kill his jetpack, right? Ugh. That's the idea. Yeah. And he shoots this guy right in the face. Kind of, kind of cool. Kind of cool. Turns around. Jetpack Here we go. Working. Here's the battle we're waiting for. Miss Windu, Django. He's deflecting the bullets with his shield, and he, oh no. Yeah, you see, I do get that. Like, yeah, you see his jetpack ignite, so he's obviously like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, and it doesn't work. But uh, it's a shitty version of the uh, the Raiders thing with the Cairo swordsman. Well, everything's a shitty version of that. Oh, yeah. God. What did I say? Did you read that interview with Anthony Daniels in The Guardian? Uh, yes. Okay. It was really good. Anthony Daniels is like kind of famously a dick, yeah, right? I know. And here's, a- here's another thing. He hates Kenny Baker, who plays R2-D2. Why does he hate him? He's constantly like... Or is it just because R2-D2's a jerk? Yeah, R2-D2's a jerk. <laughs> and he's a method actor. Um, no, Anthony Daniels hates Kenny Baker, and when they're like asked to do like events, events together, together yeah. he's like, I won't be seen next to him. Because he like doesn't think that Kenny Baker... like He's like, I'm an ding, actor. Yeah. Kenny Baker is like running a remote control in a box. Uh, negotiations. These scenes are kind of horrible where the Jedi are basically like cutting up these poor monsters. That's too. disgusting. Because these monsters are basically like just enslaved by the Geonosians. Well, if you remember when I did my Wikipedia research on the Reek. Go ahead. It's a creature that only turns red when it's like prodded and tortured. Right. 
they're like you know maybe this is just an elaborate commentary on like bullfighting it's like bullfighting have you ever been to a bullfight no I went once it was the worst you went once that's yeah. crazy yeah I mean, we've been to Spain and I remember my dad being like yeah you don't want to see that shit like you know you know, yeah. he, he maybe had seen one he's just like it's gross you know I spent like a month in the south of France when I was young uh-huh. and we went to a bullfight and it was it was awful we hated I, it I can only imagine I mean there was a lot of other stuff that was like goofy like clown stuff sure right right right, right. Like, how much could there fun. possibly be of yeah. a bullfight yeah but you know when the bull comes out they like take spears and no, they I know. the stands are stabbing the bull so the bull's slowly bleeding out as it's and they're making it the mad right um but it was just like you just see blood all over it was awful it was terrible it was worse than attack the clowns <laughs> So this is the scene where they are, like, I guess surrendering. Dooku says a bunch of nonsense about the archives. So what they is at this point, like... What are they going to do? Take them prisoner? Yeah. They're Jedis. That's a bad idea. And they're, like, still, like, 15 of them. Well, not be hostages, yeah. I kind of like the battle droids as designs. I think the super battle droids are Super really battle droids are better. They probably oh, should have just laid like them. You like them? Oh, I, I like them better than the regular Oh, see, droids. I strongly disagree. I like the original ones. I like their weird poopy diaper walks. Uh, I hate them. Super battle droids make sense to me as something you would build. Battle droids make no sense to me as something you would build. Because they're, they're so shitty. Shitty, yeah. yeah. And they're really flimsy. Like, yeah. you they, you feel like a child throwing rocks could kill them. Yeah, like, yeah probably. They just make no... This is kind of a cool shot. And, like, some of the stuff of the clone troopers, like, not the troopers themselves, but their equipment... Yeah. ...is kind of, like, awe-inspiring. And I know that's the idea. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be like, wow. Like, you know... I hope Revenge of the Sith gives us the fucking Clone Wars we're asking for. This is the way... This is a movie we... Yeah, but you know it won't. I know it won't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it's, like, funny and shit, but, like, it's not gonna... I know it won't, because I saw it three but here's, but here's the thing. Yeah. Like, I actually never wanted it to do that. I didn't want a Clone Wars movie that badly. Um... I want a movie set during the Clone Wars. I'm not saying I want an entire movie of war. I've already said that I don't like the Clone that. Wars are not interesting. I think wartime is interesting. Maybe. I don't think setting a movie before war starts and after war starts makes sense for a franchise. Uh, I want a movie to see how these characters deal during wartime when everything is thrown into disarray, you know? Yeah, I guess so. If Deku. It is, I mean, insane how George was confident enough to name a character something that's so similar to Doo-Doo. <laughs> a guy who should be, like, serious and threatening and menacing. Didn't he basically have all these names, like, written in, like, old notebooks? Like, isn't that where yeah. he gets all this shit from? This is the weird moment where they push Padme out of the ship, right? Yeah. I, what? I'm just getting my oh. water. Uh, I don't think because I recently rewatched that. I don't think they actually push her out. She just kind of falls out. All right. So here's this interesting, weird, like tech room. Yeah. And <sighs> this makes no sense. They're caught off guard 
by the clone army, right? Mm-hmm. So that suggests that like Sidious yeah, whatever. Sidious played Sifo-Dyas to order the clone army. He played Dooku to gather the other army. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. I get that the idea is it's supposed to be like a Reichstag fire. Like, he creates a crisis so bad only he could solve it. But, like, it doesn't... It, there's too many moving pieces. his allies to be in on it as well? What do you mean by not... I don't know. ...having them be beaten? It's not cute that Yoda's like backward syntax that he shouts like uh, military commands in it. It's not cute, especially during war when it's like you need a where he's like around the survivors, a perimeter create. Like, shut up. What's like you? You need to be super clear with your commands because lives are depending on them. I see that weird fake zoom in. I hate. This weird. These things are weird because you've seen them before. Yeah. But you don't really know what they are. No. Are they like the centers of the donut chips? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what they're supposed to be. Maybe. They like go. <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> I like this guy. Like that walkers. Walks like a yeah. <laughs> But like, here, here's a question that's never answered. Spinny disc. Was Camino building? And also in the extras, they talk about this that like, literally everyone just made scenes of war chaos. Yeah. And George Lucas just picked what was best. Yeah, they were. He was designed so crazy fucking shit. disconnected. Yeah. Oh, this is just just stuff happening. Yeah, it's just crazy stuff happening. But like, all right, the Caminoans made the clones. Did they make yeah. all the warships? No, it's a different planet. <laughs> Dave, why do you ask such a stupid question? Like, no one explains, like, how... Because that's more important than the clones, is yeah. this crazy war infrastructure. Yeah. Now, what did you say you'd call this red thing? what I call this red thing? Yeah, the killer b- sphere. What do, you, what do you call it? That thing. Oh, it's like a... Uh, you had a name for it on an episode. Uh, like a death planet, right? <laughs> like a like killer star or something like that? Like a like a death planet, killer star, death star, killer star, planet, death planet, something like that. It's weird how... Some combination of those words. Yeah. Uh, it's weird how the... Um... <laughs> Great design, though. You have to admit. Very cool. Nice, clean, simple, economic It's design. just funny that the bug people are, like, it turns out they're, like, <laughs> the master designers. Yeah. This is, like, the West Elm planet. <laughs> West Elm planet. Ah, <laughs> uh, David, I missed when we were talking about Mordecai. I know. When we look at pictures of Mordecai. <laughs> this is the thing about Mordecai giggling. and Minions. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way those movies are as funny as just the idea of them, right? I, see, this is where I <laughs> you think Mordecai is that funny? Yeah, I think Mordecai has to be. That it might funny. be. <laughs> I think. I think watching Mordecai every minute it continues to go on, I will be cracking up at the fact that it's still happening. Like, I, I take so much time. Do you remember when Johnny Depp was the coolest guy on the planet? He was so planet. cool. He was, it was like he could do no wrong after Pirates of the Caribbean. But do you even remember, his test before Pirates of the Caribbean was like, he's so underrated. Yeah, like, totally. He's the actor of his generation. Right. He never gets recognized by the Oscars. All his so good. flop. So good. I love Depp he's in like the 90s. He's like this cool cult hero. Yeah, I love Depp in the 90s. I yeah. love Edward is one of my favorite movies. Same here. One of my 10 favorite movies uh, ever. Uh, Dead Man is like one of the greatest movies of the 90s. I don't know if you've seen Dead Man. Yes, yes yeah, of course. It's a great so. movie. Uh, uh, any, I like, like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Though. It's a little tiresome, but he's, you know, he's very good in it. Yeah. He's amazing in Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Um, 
great '90s career. But even shit like and like Edward Scissorhands, obviously. Yeah, but I was, I was going to say even shit like um, Gilbert Grape is like a very good Gilbert Grape's good performer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? He hasn't been able to do since then. Yeah. Now he either does like Ham Sandwich, or when he's not doing Ham Sandwich, he's like barely registered. He's like stone. He's like sleepwalking. Yeah. I love him in Sleepy Hollow. That's a really oh, fun too. comedic performance. Now he made some weird movies like The Astronaut's Wife and The Ninth Gate. Yeah, they're not all great. Yeah, you know that are you know, but like you can see in Don Juan DeMarco, that's a great movie. Have you seen that? Yes. That's a great movie. He's fantastic in that movie. Um, and then Chocolat, okay, he's phoning that in. Blow, it's kind of a dull movie. Yeah, he's pretty good in that. He's all right. Yeah. From Hell. That's like, so okay, that's when that people are like, what's he going to do? And then he makes Pirates. But his career's at a weird crossword where it's like he's a leading yeah, man. She just falls yeah, out. she just falls out. They don't um, get yeah, so he's makes, a leading man, but his films don't do well. Right. And he's respected, but he's not an Oscar player. Right. And then he makes Pirates, and people are like, yeah, well, this is a weird movie that won't do well. And instead, it's a huge movie, and he gets an Oscar nomination. Right, so Kit and Caboodle now. Right. He's like, finally respected by the Oscar. Remember, community. the same year as Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which he's so great in. Yes. Not a good movie. He's very... Not a good movie. Yeah. And then... 2004, Secret he makes window? a bunch of shit. Secret Window, Finding Neverland, and The Libertine. It leaves no dent because yeah. Finding Neverland, which is horrendous. But he gets a best as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I defend. It's all right. I defend. Chris Lee's pretty funny in it. Is really good in it. And then I really want, we have to do an episode on Pirates of the Caribbean World's End, which I think is like secretly amazing. Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah. You've we heard, can do the second one too, but the uh, no, I wouldn't is, do the second. So one. the second one's really terrible. Uh, I, you've heard my whole stand a bit about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean three, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's yeah. actually very funny. Yeah. you guys should listen to it. Um, and then I think Sweeney Toddy's incredibly good in. Uh, yeah, I love I that love performance, that and I really like that movie. Yeah, and then I love Public Enemies. I'm a Michael Mann uh, uh, I, I like Public Enemies a lot. I don't love it. I like Black Hat more. I like love Black Hat. Uh, love him both. Black Hat rules. All right, okay. Uh, I think he's a little. He's not. Yeah. He's not Christian great. Bale is the star of Public Enemies. She's incredible. She's great. Great. Cuckoo-cuckoo. Although she's playing such a no. shitty. Okay, so all of a sudden, lightning. Really like the look of the lightning. I want to say that. Yeah, blue lightning is cool. Really cool. And Dooku, like, like I said, Christopher Lee, he's fantastic. He's he projects so much authority. Yeah. You just got present. So when I I, I, yeah, I had this movie on DVD and I would just watch this scene over and over again, yeah. which is crazy because the scene is bad. But, but at the time, yeah. And even though Christopher Lee, I think, is probably only doing a little bit of this, mm-hmm. they do a pretty good job integrating him into the fight. Yeah. Ah, oh, that smile! I love him. Love Christopher Lee. They do shoot around him they very do. well. They do. They do a good job. Yeah. So you cut to her in the desert, just like surrounded by cartoon right. people. Cool. Oh, cool. So I'm not going to be involved in any of the major and battle. Okay, cool. I'll just stay here with you. And now she's a military leader. Yeah, he's he's on it. Her running's really bad too. So his arm's already been cut off at this point? No. No, it hasn't. No, he just lightened him. I what hate was that smoke coming out. Oh, it's just from the from the lightning. 
Right. Ugh. Ugh. I hate this. The, the CGI of this is horrible. That jump is. Oh, bad. that's what I was. Oh, double lightsaber! So but they have to shoot it from so far away, and, they, and then so quickly they get rid of it. It's pretty cool when Anakin just for no reason cuts the power to the ship. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sparks are cool, but this is just badly pales in comparison yeah. to the last fight. Phantom has a great fight. God, you know what? Watching this, this is cool. one final time is making me realize how much I love Phantom. <laughs> Phantom's great. Phantom's got the pod race. I know. It's got it has two mates. good set pieces. It's got two great set but pieces. This is actually well It's got lit. a lot more Watto. Ugh, that's horrible. Uh, dumb. Dumb. It's weird. It's not... It, but, yeah. Christopher Lee, they make him work against Obi-Wan, but for some reason they can't animate him interestingly against Anakin. Yeah. That fight is very stilted. Yeah. But then you know, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, oh, I remember oh, seeing this wait, in the theater. We haven't talked stinker. about this. I saw this in the theater. People went ballistic. It was just pandemonium. It was chaos. It was Beale Mania. Like, I don't even remember seeing it. Yeah, I don't Because even... I just remember everyone was just screaming. I certainly know that I couldn't hear any of it. No. Uh, I don't know if I ever heard an audience react like that to anything no, ever. me neither. And it's amazing because this is universally regarded as a horrible scene. It's true. But like at the time it killed, it was the thing like people were like, I know you didn't like the last movie. I know. But you gotta see this final scene. It's worth it just for the final scene. And, and then it won the fucking MTV Movie Award. The most prestigious of all awards. It won Best Fight at the MTV Movie Award. But the weirdest thing is Lucas didn't want to do it. Whose idea was it? I don't know, but it was basically, I think, eventually. Because, you know, in Phantom, originally Yoda's a puppet. And, like, Lucas had to be prevailed on that they could do Yoda. Digitally. And apparently, he was initially like, nah, I don't think so. Um, Yeah, and people were going insane. You couldn't even see the screen because there was so much cum. That's what I'm talking about. It was just cum shooting at the screen. (laughs) It was just, and I saw it in Britain. Didn't matter. Like, pandemonium. I saw Times Square opening day. Yeah. I went right after school, opening day. I saw it with uh, Skylar Reddick, someone I haven't spoken to in 10 years. It's quite a line. It's like such a labored line, and he somehow manages to sell it. Yoda's comeback should be lucky for you. I practiced my saber technique as much as Anakin practices his wit. What if that was his retort? be great. All right, so... The problem with this is... So I'm watching this right now and I'm yawning. <laughs> Yoda is just sort of moving around. And it's sort of the problem I was describing earlier. Christopher Lee is waving his lightsaber in general direction. Yes. And they're trying to match Yoda to it. Yeah. Because obviously there was no Yoda. Yeah. And it works 20% of the time. It, like, it's... There's so many seams. Oh, I was losing it at this point. I know. I know. People were, you couldn't hear this dialogue. No. People were still just shit. People were getting married in the theater. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, there's like two minutes left for the movie. I know. Like, that's basically it. But people were even cheering this part. Like, they weren't angry about the fact that Dooku was getting away. They were cheering that, oh my god, Yoda can fucking lift that thing. And then this was the part where people go bullet. The biggest laugh I've ever heard in a movie theater coming up. 
Oh, when he says the gun is Clone War House? No. No, that got gasps. <laughs> no, it's this final Yoda moment coming up. Dooku is such a dick. It's a great performance, but he's such a dick. This ship's guy. pretty cool. The ship's great. I love that ship. With his weird sails. This. This got the biggest laugh. Just oh. when he picked... Oh, and now he he's back, back to, to being an old man. People went bananas. Yeah, well, it was... It was, it was like Eddie Murphy Raw. <laughs> Yoda came out in his skin-tight red leather jumpsuit. God. Can we talk about Eddie Murphy Raw? Can I just talk about this for a second? Because I harp on this a lot. Shoot. Just how different, like, our cultural landscape has changed. I'm not saying this in, in like, the, like, complainy, like, the oh, fucking PC way. You can. I'm going, thank God. But, like, just f- to point how accepted this was at the time, the first track off of... Delirious is the second one. Raw is the first Raw's, one, right? Mm, I can't remember which comes... I think Delirious is first. But anyway, go on. Whichever the first one was. Yeah. The first track on that album is just called Faggots. Yeah, I know. Okay? No one had a problem with it. I know. And the, that, I, mean, I know I know some people have a problem with it. But no, like, no, no, no. 90% that, of the population that, was like, oh, that, it's comedy. Who cares? That bit is really tough to listen to. Really tough to listen to. Yeah, I can't really listen to Do you know what the first anymore. track on the second album is called? Oh, what? Faggots Revisited. Yeah, right. No, I, yeah, yeah. He wasn't I mean, done. He I had know. to come back to the well. He had so much more to say. Well, because it's like, not to, you know, but it's at the time, like... Gay culture is going from being like basically an underground, only heard of thing yeah. to like a visible thing. And he's talking basically about his fear of that, right? Like right. he's like, oh my God, they're going to like sneak up behind me. It's basically like his joke. Right. His points are that. I, I find it gross when my girlfriends hang out with gay guys. Right. Because maybe they'll get AIDS. She'll get AIDS from them. Right. Isn't that one of the jokes he makes? I swear to God. It's like they're kissing their are gay we, friends. We're, we're ending the episode on, on like Murphy's anyway. I mean, I, I, he's gay, right? He's super gay. Eddie Murphy's gay, no question. That's why he did it. He's gonna sue us. Um, I hope. I really want to work with Eddie Murphy. He's he's a very funny man, but I I honestly can't listen to Raw or Delirious. I fast forward through those things. Whereas I can listen to like prior, you know, even older comics. Like, yeah. but yeah, it's tough to listen to that stuff. No, I fast forward through those parts. Join the dark side. Dooku has no. There are absolutely yeah. the McDonald's bits so incredible. Oh, the Elvis God. bit is, I think, one of the funniest things in history. Lemonade. Yoda's just sitting in a chair. Yeah, he's sitting in his poo poo chair. Well, David, okay, so this is the end of... Uh, well, well, we don't have to wrap it up because we have the credits to talk over. Let's, I was going to try to get final thoughts. So we can save our final thoughts for a second. My final thoughts are I'm really happy I don't have to watch Me too. this movie again. This movie is far worse than the first film. No question. I love Phantom Menace now. I know that if I watched Phantom Menace, I'd be like, oh, right, no, I don't like this one either. But I'm, I've always felt that it's better than that uh, uh, um, Yeah. I mean, maybe not when I saw Club. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm, I'm checking my own mental history. I think I thought this was the best one when I saw it. Of all? Of any movie ever made, yeah. Oh my god. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah, this, this is the cartoon scene of uh, the clone. Eddie Valiant's pulling his hair out. It doesn't matter. It's a tune. I'm, I'm, I'm so exhausted. I'm like so tired. Me too. I got like four hours of sleep last oh night. Oh my god! And I knew I was going to watch this movie on that amount of energy, and it was just going to knock the shit out of me. It's a tax 
interesting film to watch. It really is. I think this is the first time I've watched it through in a few weeks. Same here, because I've been watching only the the pertinent sections. Man, I am excited to see Revenge of the Sith. I, you know what I'm excited to see? What? Revenge of the Smiths. Oh, Talk about who's on screen Smiths. right there. Smiths is going to kill it. Yeah, All right, so here we are. It's like fourth build. Okay. This is kind of nice. And you, you know why? Because yeah. it's a real place. And there's sun and there's fauna. Very nice. Very nice. And, there's a nice and the dress. music's good. Who's this officiating the ceremony? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Eddie Murphy. Do you know what I wish the last shot of the movie was? They hold hands. They like, you know, this, right? This is what I, I wish the end of the movie was. Can we pan up? Oh, beautiful. Her veil. Mm-hmm. They kiss. He's still got his dumb rat and tail. And then it goes, right? Is that what you want? C-3PO and R2-D2 are staying there as witnesses. Then we go back to that guy who was officiating <laughs> with like his hood. And you're like, who is he? And he like walks away in the shadows. And then he like turns around, like one last look, takes off his hood. And it's Georgie Porgy. <laughs> and he winks to the camera. And he gives an okay. No, I like think- a classic buck. Weed. Okay, I don't think that would have been good. And then it's an iris in on him. I don't think that would have been good. But uh, what uh, if it was Qui Gon? Uh, that's all, folks. If it was Qui Gon. What if it was Qui Gon? That'd be great too. What if it was Georgie Porgy and Qui Gon together? Wait, they were stacked go. on top of each other. The final shot is their wedding. Directed by Georgie. Written by Georgie. Story by George. No, no, no. Cut this bit out right now. Don't want that. Wait, filling order. Because I'm always excited by the billing order. Yeah. You know how excited I okay, get about the Okay, so McGregor's order. first. We know that, right? I think it's McGregor, Portman, Christensen. Right. I agree with you. Then Christopher Lee is my guess. Ooh. You think Samuel Jackson still has the end? Uh, maybe Samuel Jackson's fourth. That's a fair point. All right, let's see. Because he's got a bigger role in this one. Okay. But that's my big bet. And I think um, McDermott's usually got a, a big billing. Hmm. He's usually high up. Okay, so yeah. McGregor's first. Starring McGregor. McGregor. Yep. Well learned. Yep. Worked for his supper. Natalie Portman. I, number two. Okay. Numero dos. Three Christensen. There he is. Okay, fourth Samuel Jackson. I'm going to go. And Frank Oz as Yoda. Wow. And then... Co-starring Dermot and Pernilla August. Seniority is really important. Ahmed Best, Best? Oliver Ford, Ford Davies, Davies Tamora Morrison, Anthony Daniels, Silas Carson, Kenny Baker, Baker, and Samuel Jackson's Mace Windu with, with Samuel Jackson. And Christopher Lee. And Christopher Lee's Counting. <laughs> Slash Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird billing, weird bro. Billing. Weird billing, bro. I love some weird billing. All right, so you love at trivia. Your guest round was weird. Billing. It was. It was a good round. It was hard. Most people tough. didn't do it well. Yeah, it was real tough. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. As the credits roll. James McTeague, first assistant director. Yeah, later went on, on to, to make V for Vendetta, and then some shitty movies. V for Vendetta is a shitty movie, but okay. I loved it when I was fifteen. Have you seen it recently? Nope, because I don't want to kill it's my a memories. Piece of shit. Um, but it's better than Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Well, and also better than the other movies he did after that. He did Ninja Assassin. I don't believe I've seen Ninja Assassin. And he did The Raven, in which John Cusack <laughs> plays Edgar Allan Poe trying to solve murder mystery. Yeah. He also made Survivor this year. He made with he directed uh, a season of Survivor <laughs> on CBS. Starring Pierce Brosnan and Mila Jovovich. Whoa. Dylan McDermott, Angela Bassett, and Robert Forster, which like as much as I like all of those actors, That's they are a, a real sign of a problem. <laughs> When Robert Forster's getting billing on your poster, <laughs> that's not good. 
Yeah, he made Ninja Assassin. Yeah. I did not see Ninja Assassin. No one saw Ninja Assassin. Okay. Uh, um, and then you've got, uh, yeah, have you found that in The Raven? But the, the first... And I believe he's also the director who cleaned up The Invasion, which was oh. the, um, you know, Oliver Hirschbuckle Interesting. movie, which, like, Oliver Hirschbuckle was, like, fired from. Yeah. For, I forget why. Because uh, it was a uh, boring movie. Um, and he had made Downfall. Yes. First AD on Phantom Menace went on to direct Battlefield. He, I believe he was also... Oh, oh, you're saying, right, first AD on... Oh, yeah. On Phantom Mask. And James McTeague was also first AD on The Matrix. Right. Yeah. I'm saying first yeah. AD on Phantom yeah. Menace goes on to direct Battlefield Earth. Yeah. First AD on Attack of the Clones goes on to direct... Uh, sure. The Raven. Who do we think was first AD? Don't look it up. I want to look it up, though. Right, let's try to reverse engineer it from movies. I think the first AD on Revenge of the Sith... Was Walt Becker, director of Old Dogs? That's my bet. <laughs> I think it was you just Becker. wanted to get in a little plug for uh, Walty Becker. I love him. You know he's doing Alvin the Chipmunks four. Is he? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's called The Road Chip. Yep, it's coming out this December. It is no joke in my top five most anticipated movies of the year because I think he's my favorite, like, vulgar old auteur. He's so... His films are horrendous and they were so twisted, but they're so clearly the work of one artist realizing his vision perfectly where he's, like, a bizarro version of John Waters who somehow is getting away with making kids' films. Like their films for family. I don't know that I've ever seen a Walt Becker movie. They're, they're so perfect. What did he make? They're so old, old dogs. He made old dogs. Right. He made wild hogs. Wild hogs. That's what I was asking. Yeah, old dogs, wild hogs, and Van Wilder. He made Van the first Van Wilder. The first Van Wilder, which is quite gross. Yeah, his movies are gross. Van Wilder has a bit where they make a dog fucking eclair, and I then remember. they eat the eclair, and the eclair is full of dog cum. I remember. Uh, and then they let him make kids movies. Well, but like old dogs, especially is like that's a weird movie. Yeah, but all his kids. Have movies... I told you the Todd Vanderwerf story about wild dogs? No, I'm pretty sure I have, but it's such a good story. Anyway. Tell again. Todd Vanderwerf, who is uh, my former boss at the AV Club and now works at Vox, a TV mm-hmm. editor at Vox, um, culture editor at Vox, um, told me his dad. He's from South Dakota. Uh, <laughs> to this from here. like yeah. rural, rural South Dakota. His dad does not see a lot of movies. <laughs> In theaters, at least. They were in a movie theater seeing something. They saw a trailer for Wild Hogs. And, you know, with Tim Allen, got Martin Lawrence, William H. Macy, the John Travolta, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei, bun- Ray Liotta. Yeah, a bunch of sort of middle-aged guys taking a motorcycle. Peter Fonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the joke, right? Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah. Uh, so they see this trailer. <laughs> Todd's dad stands up, points at the screen, and I says, see We are seeing that movie. <laughs> Uh, that's that and Todd when it, I believe I was asking Todd like yeah god why is Wild Dogs doing so well like who yeah. sees that movie and he's like well let me tell you uh, do you know how much that movie made domestically eight years ago 170 million dollars yeah like is that about it like it's something it's 175 like, yeah that's crazy um well people uh, love Tim Allen yeah like but, weirdly yeah um Walt Becker is fascinating okay um we can talk about Walt Becker we'll, we'll do all what Becker I want to say well that's what I want to say okay so Last time... Credits are almost over. Well, that's what my point. We give out the hashtag to prove that you would listen to the full episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ready? This time, it's a hashtag vote. Oh, by the way, if you experience any condition that distracted from the theatrical presentation... Yeah, 1-800-PHX. We did this last time. They didn't pick up. What's the hashtag? Our eventual Walt Becker episode. Should it be called... And maybe it's an episode, maybe it's a miniseries. I don't know. 
We'll see how much people can tolerate. Yeah. Should it be called old pods? Mm-hmm. Good, good, good start. Or pod dogs? Um, really hard to pick. I definitely would pick old pods. But send us your hashtag. Well, that's the point. Yep. Hashtag us with one of the two. Yep. Old old pods or or pod, pod dogs. dogs. It's definitely going to be old pods. Well, let's put wild pods in there if you want to. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so wild pods. Old pods or wild pods, or wild, or if you really want pod, pod dogs, dogs, it's fine. It's fine. But we're gonna talk about uh, not pod wilder, no, not not uh, the road pod, pod chip. <laughs> okay, the films of Walt Becker will be discussed in the future. He's our greatest vulgar auteur. Thank you for listening. Yeah, uh, we're done with this movie. Let's all promise to never watch it ever again. Everyone listening, two of us here, you'll never watch. Break your Blu-ray in half, which Break is hard to do. Half. They're very strong. Uh, all right, okay. Signing off. Signing off. David Sims, Griffin yeah. Newman. We'll see you next week for uh, what are you calling it? The podcastic. Podcastic too. <laughs> and as always. <laughs> and as always. <laughs> long live Mordecai. Mordecai. <laughs> I love it.